Welcome to Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself. And revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. That's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also check us out on all of our socials. Our social media tag is bestpicturecast. That's right, at bestpicturecast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find at Best Picture Casts. And we are back for a brand new year, a brand new year of Best Picture Cast, a brand new year of the calendar. It's 2023. It is our third anniversary episode, and the whole gang is back to enjoy it. We got the uh, we got the OG five here for this. Boys, how we doing? Doing great. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. hello. We've done these anniversary ups a few times, and every time someone's had to tap out at the last second, but we have all five here. Uh, we have all of our, our technology plugged in for five. We'll see how this works. Pretty excited here to get this get started with this one. It is kind of a tradition here at Best Picture Cast. We do the anniversaries. We, we pick a, a war film, and we went way back in time here to 1930 on this one. And a, a doozy of a war film we picked here. It's going to be World War One talk today, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, about our about our, our birthday here, Best Picture Cast birthday. Three years since we've been doing this. February 2020 was our first release, and here we are, February 2023. So we're getting engaged for a fourth year, moving ahead. And I guess we'll start off here with uh, Chris G. Chris, how are you doing here today? Great. Happy to, after three years, I'm still still invited back. You're so. still alive and kicking. That's yeah. right. I'm still, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> still on the air. You yeah, haven't died of old age yet, Artie. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Bon Jovi-ing. You're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that segues nicely into Artie. Artie B., how you doing here today, pal? I thought you were going to say, let's start off by singing the birthday song. Oh, that <laughs> we awful. Sing, we sing happy birthday to, <laughs> to ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> to me. And the listeners are, are gone. Um, oh, bye, everyone. How you doing? Are you ready, ready to get going for a fourth year of this? Yeah, doing good. It's been a while. Hasn't been since Spotlight yeah. with Chris That's right. G. At the, end so, of, uh, uh, the end of last year. I'll relearn everything on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no no diddlers in this movie. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we'll uh, go next to you, Grant. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing wonderful. I'm uh, excited to be, be back, invited back for the third year. That's right. I'm... Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to the a new year of uh, artwork from you and and that's right great graphic design work as you always crush it and uh, of course to tackle the airwaves as well. I, I can't wait. And that leaves us to you, Joe. Ah, very happy to be back. Always always love breaking things down. That's great. Three you, years in a row. You're a busy man these days here and elsewhere and all over. Yeah, doing a thousand and one by one. We have our lighthouse episode coming up next. So oh boy, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, and a whole episode on the lighthouse. You know, as if watching the movie wasn't nearly enough. <laughs> Sounds flatulent. <laughs> <laughs> and your thoughts. So we are going to be talking about 
all quiet on the Western Front here today, if uh, that hasn't been spoiled yet. But before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, since this is kind of our, our birthday moment here, looking back on the past year, and I just wanted to ask each of you, 2022, what was your favorite episode, your fa- favorite Best Picture cast uh, episode or moment of 2022? We had a full calendar of releases. We had probably our most releases in a year. Joey, right? Am I right with that? That's probably yeah, the, the most... Yeah, uh, our fall was super strong, so it yeah, brought put, us over the edge. Put a ton out, so... Just want to uh, look back a little bit, and Chris, I'll start with you here. What, what is uh, an episode looking back that was your favorite of 2022? I mean, this was a no-brainer for me. It was uh, with you and Joey over there. It's The Shining, for sure. Mm. I mean, I don't think I prepared more for an episode than I did for that one. Um, I was painting I was painting about it. I was dreaming about it. It was... Uh, I, I, I went a little mad myself, you know? Um, almost, you know... Almost murdered everybody in my house. You know, it, it was a really, it was a whole thing. You know, it, it, I really got into it. Well, Thank God there were no snowstorms. Yes, yes. It, it's good you stopped at painting. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your tournament win too. So it was. To, yeah. To boot. yeah, that was also yes. I, yeah, I, it, I also had the added bonus of destroying all my all my friends at, uh, in a nice tournament. So. <laughs> now, Grant, you were scheduled to be on that episode. Didn't uh, didn't work out because you were the runner up with, with yeah, screen. Yeah, we yeah. locked him in the. We locked them in the in the uh, storage. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> in the lo- kitchen I was, closet. I was locked next to the cans of beans <laughs> in the dying room. <laughs> what uh, what were your th- just looking back at, at that one? Your your thoughts on on that episode? Anything you want to oh, throw on a, top? Since it was a great episode. It was um, very in depth episode. Mm. You guys left no stone unturned on that. It was really good. I, I feel like. I listen back and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad I wasn't a part of this. I feel like <laughs> I would have like gummed up the works a little bit because I, I wasn't as, I'm, I'm nowhere near as passionate about the film as you guys are. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question. It's like, where, yeah. where is The Shining? For oh, you I love it. You, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But you, I mean, you guys are like super fans. Mm. I mean, we were yeah. having, I mean, emotional problems after that episode. <laughs> like, we were. I was. I borrowed the book from Kieran. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta read all about it. It was really a problem. And we need a second part because I feel like there's still stones unturned. Yeah, yeah, well, as thorough as it the was. Never-ending yeah. shining episode. <laughs> you just keep revisiting <laughs> it every few months. Still shining. Stuck in the maze. Like, another forever. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna talk uh, about the maze and only the maze for this entire episode. <laughs> good, good choice there, uh, Artie. I'll go to you next. Uh, looking back at 2022. So only one favorite. I don't get to do the thing where I get to pick two. I, I really like uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. I thought mm. that was. One of the stronger episodes we've ever had. It's a pleasure to talk about that wonderful movie. It was uh, me, Grant, Kieran, and I believe Joey had to back out last yeah, minute. Chris was, was there. Was there. Chris was there. Back that's out. right. So that I, thought, was, I thought we were right here. here. Yeah, that oh, yeah. was last year. Last year's anniversary episode. That yeah. was our uh, our second anniversary. Yep. And yeah, one. Joey, you were supposed to be there for that. And this is the in the first year. I believe Chris, you backed out yep. of that one. Platoon. So it's like yeah. every anniversary we've had someone back out last minute. Yeah, so we're I, all I, was, I wasn't invited to the platoon episode. That was just me and Joey, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Outside. And oh, yeah, yeah. In the fridge. Awesome. I think for the five of us, Grant, there is an open invitation kind of situation. It just, mm. he, he doesn't, it's more that he doesn't want to bother all of us all the time. I feel also, like. very early on, I don't think we're ready for five people in one episode. <laughs> no. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, a League of Their Own is also one I really like because I won that contest. And that was, yeah, there your you tournament yeah. win there. Your tournament win. Yeah, Bridge on the River Kwai was, was a fun episode. We had a blast. I think, Joey, you did make your appearance as like an insert in that episode. Yeah, yeah I just talked for like 10 minutes on an <laughs> audio track, and I was like, dare you to take this out. <laughs> <laughs> right, you came in like a like an IMDb trivia insert. Like, psh, here he goes. Lear, they're almost blasted. That was Jay. I think Jay hopped in on that yep. one, right? Jay was in there, yeah. I was also yeah. on that one. Dang, I do a lot of these fucking things. Yeah, this was, a good, all this, of these. This was a good this year, year for you. you. 
Yeah, it was a year Jesus. for you for sure. Uh, Grant, looking back. One one episode that I liked a lot was the English patient episode. Mm. I thought that was a lot of fun having Adam and Melissa on there and um just had a lot of fun with that movie. I know I know we weren't very kind to it, but um it was it was just a lot of fun to talk about and you know, I, I think it's kind of a it kind of shows how far we've come as a community to yeah. like having people from Washington just on our podcast. Yeah. You know, it's pretty great. Yeah, we had a lot of laughs in that one too. It, that was a lot of fun. We kinda we kinda like made a lot of craziness as what could have been a very dry episode there with, yeah, with definitely. Patient. Yeah, we made the most of it. It's, yeah, a, wonder, and, uh, it's a wonderful film. Yeah, hey, no, I mean, I, I love it too, but um, <laughs> but kind of like a like a weirdly forgotten Best Picture winner. I mean, it's not forgotten yeah. by us because we lived through it, but I feel like right, I feel yeah, like it hasn't lived. Twenty something, like what the hell is the English? Hasn't patient? lived on, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. uh, but we definitely had fun with Adam and Melissa on that one. And uh, Joey, I'll kick it off to you there. Yeah, so you know, I love the Airheads episode because I won. But um, <laughs> everyone's flexing their wins here. But right. West Side Story, except the except the grand winner, Grant. He he's he just fills his trophy up quietly. <laughs> fills his trophy case up quietly. Yeah, I don't need to do that. So. But uh, West Side Story, uh, really Ooh, fun episode. Danielle came in and was awesome. Um, just a really good episode in the right be you know right before our hundredth episode. So it was you know just a lot going on at that time, and that episode really stands out. Yeah, uh, we we had we had a great time talking that one too. It was. It was fun going back to that as like kind of a, a, a movie that I did not care for at all the right. first time I saw it and kind of reliving it this time saw a lot of why why people talk about it so much. So and Danielle just crushes it every awesome. time she's on. She's, she's also so good. on the Braveheart episode. Yeah, that was that was one of the episodes that actually made me appreciate the movie more. Mm, cool. You know, it's like that American Beauty. There's a few other, a few episodes where like you listen to it, you're like, oh, I never put that together, and it kind of makes yeah. you know makes the. Uh, film a little bit better for me i mean i, I would have my first choice would have been the shining too i think that's one of my favorite episodes of all time yeah, um it was just a total blast but i'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call attention to the lawrence arabia episodes both of them yeah. i mean really just such a project for us to, you know, doing two episodes for one movie breaking it up in half having multiple guests on different episodes uh me Artie, me you and jay did the first half and and just had a great time just marveling over all the, the visuals and all that yeah and we did uh we did that in a warm environment so it was very <laughs> fitting for lawrence <laughs> of arabia inside with no air conditioning yeah well you know, the summer those summer months it's the, and, op- it's the opposite of the the beckman studio <laughs> and kieran we, there's, a, there's a big lawrence of arabia year you and i went to see that in the theater this year. yes your first your first my first watch too. was in the in our independent theater here, and it was getting it was to epic. see that as your first view in in the theater. That's, that's incredible. A, you're yes. a small percentage of the of the population now. That's yeah, a, that's that's a yeah something you should be grateful and for. I'm not, uh, for somebody who doesn't live in a nursing home yet. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> yeah I'm probably one of one. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. And the second part of that was was really great too. That, that was that was, really that was the four yeah. of us, be you, Artie, Grant, yes. and Joe, yeah. and we got to like we got real deep with with it and like. Yeah, cracking definitely. through the layers of it and yeah. getting getting real heavy in combo. So it was like part one was us talking about the technicals and part two was getting into the, the, the themes, themes and stuff. Yeah. So great, great stuff. I'm going to bend back around real quick. Joe, what was your toughest watch of, of 2022? The one that just was just the hardest for you to deal with? The greatest show on earth because the circus sucks. <laughs> But some early teasers for our uh, for our, our future rankings coming yeah. up. But but e- there's movies I liked less, but that was just a slog at times where it yeah. was just it wasn't fun at a lot of points until Klaus got exploded. Yeah, Grant, uh, Grant how about you? Uh, yeah, I have to second that. 
uh, mm. Greatest Show on Earth. It's it's that it's that winning combination of being very long and very bad. Yeah. yeah. So it was mm. just a uh, it was just a tough one. Yeah. Now Joey, and, um, sorry, Artie and Chris, you guys have some watches here that are really from the previous year too, because you crammed in for the rankings. See, there are a couple. From last year's, because right before our rankings episode, you had watched a bunch of them. So you that's might what have... I'm going to pick, right? Yeah, now. Okay. The How green was my value? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm wow. going to second. That was the toughest watch, and wow. I haven't seen Greatest Show on Earth yet. So I have not either, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, you are? No, I'm being <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell there. God, you guys hurt my heart. You, you guys, that. you guys picked a really bad one to wait. <laughs> and to I, wait the, on. the Life of Emil Zola, I've also not seen. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. I haven't that seen one's English Patient, Beautiful oh, yeah. Mind. It's like, you were on the Beautiful Mind. What do you mean? <laughs> I have to say, Kieran hasn't given Classic me a lot of hard assignments uh, this year. Like, it was all mostly movies I. Yeah, watched. I mean, you've Same. threatened to quit a few times aggressively. <laughs> so I'll weed you back in. This is the no, first Kieran, old movie I've had Kieran, watched. Kieran knows while. who to go to for those for those episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Oz. Yeah. Oz, me, Joey. Yeah. Brent, maybe your brother, probably. Yeah, yeah. I have to be careful with him, too. I'm going to kind of join. Grant and Joey here. Uh, I usually can make kind of an event out of these viewings, and you know, say, "All right, I'm watching for the podcast." So we go. It was, it was, it was pretty tough yeah. getting through Greatest Show. Uh, it was pretty tough. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the lowest ranked thing here because that's not really what the question is. It's just more about like the actual viewing process was tough. Was tough to sit sit still in mm-hmm. that one. Um, you don't like seven parades? <laughs> so many parades. They build the oh my God. So many parades. The parades um, and fireworks are like my two least favorite things. There's a movie full of parades. Yeah. There's oh, a lot well. of parades. Artie's, Artie's going to be a lot, There's a lot of sport. footage of, of tents being erected and taken be, down. Artie's going to watch it three hours before the episode. So He's going to be begging for how green is my valley. <laughs> a lot of parades. All right, and after we get done sorting through the trenches here, for those of you that listened to our Christmas episode, our, our final episode of 2022, we gave each other a little Secret Santa movie recommends, Secret Santa movie recommends. We've done our, our homework, we've we've opened our gift, we've watched our movie, and we're going to just discuss how, how that went a little bit. So those will be five movies we'll be discussing, we'll be... Um, briefly, but we'll uh, we'll time stamp that in the in the description there. But it's uh, Sleepaway Camp. It is Apocalypto. Mm-hmm. It is American Splendor. It is Rashomon, and it is all that jazz. So those five movies will. And throughout the episodes, this is our anniversary episode. You'll be hearing from some of the many voices here at BPC just to kind of chime in on the on this joyous occasion. Okay, so uh, let's talk about. This watch now Already really quit. wasn't wasn't very comfortable watch for me either. We started the season here on the Eastern Front with Lawrence Arabia, and we're headed out west, sucker, to the front, the Western Front. All quiet on the Western Front. Our first watch for all three Kid Rock reference there. First watch across the board here. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So then, not, I, not you, obviously. Uh, no, no. But I watched it about I mean, 2008, about 15 years ago. So. There was not uh, a lot of seeds of memory kicking around when I was watching this. This was for, for for all intents and purposes. This was kind of a first watch. There were certain scenes I remembered, but about sure. And and you know, I, I knew the premise. You right. Know. What the question that I have that I'm going to ask each of you is, what did you know about the entity that is all quiet in the Western Front? The with the book, the idea. Did you know what war it was? Whatever it was. I'll start with you, Chris. I knew it was about World War One, and that's really it, man. Mm. I didn't. When I watched it, things kind of clicked in like, oh, that, like that seems familiar to me or whatever. But yeah, I really didn't know much about it. Yeah, Grant. 
Yeah, um, I knew it was about World War One. I. I thought it was a Hemingway book for a while, but then I realized that was what For Whom the Bells Tolls, right? That was his mm-hmm. World War One book. But yeah, I knew it was about World War One. I. I knew it was based on a novel. That's basically it. Artie, any any knowledge of this? I had not heard about this. Mm. Yeah, I mean you've never heard, you've heard of the movie, I guess. I I mean I don't I don't I don't know anything about right, it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this is a straight up blind watch. You, yeah. Heard the title it was a, a war movie times. and that's it. I yeah. didn't. Well, yeah, I guess I you mean, didn't even know that. All right, just press I, play. When I, yeah. Cool. Well, when Honest. I when I saw the thing, I knew it was a war a war yeah. movie before it, I started. It's it, probably but. in our consciousness a little bit just because it's it's been remade and it's kind of become a big deal this year. But uh, I mean, yeah. it hasn't been in my life. So. Joe, how about you? Yeah, I knew it was a uh, a book. I knew it was an anti war movie. I heard podcasts where they rank war movies and that had popped up a lot. So, mm-hmm. but I'd never seen it. Did you watch the new one before this one? No, so I watched this for the first time when the new one came out so that I could okay. watch that one first. Gotcha. So. so everyone here saw the old one before the yeah. new one. I didn't see it, the new yeah. one yet. And, did, okay, did. and I don't think Artie has either. Yeah, so, um, okay. So we at least all got to experience this without knowing the story or anything. Yeah, like. I, I kind of didn't want to poison my view of this movie and the podcast. With Artie, you the said new something one. very similar. Yeah, we're not, we're not reviewing the new movie, so I just yeah. wanted to do this. I'll, cool. I'll, maybe I'll watch it later. It, but. I think it might have influenced my talking yes. about it today yeah. right so it's, yeah we uh, will yeah we will chat a little bit about the new one that's cool i just you know. we will chat a little bit about the new one at the i hope at the so. very I, hope end I really want to talk about yeah, it. yeah so the yeah. three of us you know the Absolutely. three of us will and Artie and yes uh, take chris notes. will get a little preview cool so uh okay yeah so so for me they, this is a book that's taught in high school and so i know that they teach it at the, the school that i work at um i have not read the book um no but i just this is just something that i've just known about i guess like the things they carried was the one that I read when I was in, in um, I think I read middle that, school or yeah. high school. This is just remembering the story from where it was. Boy, this has been a, a long week with this, I got to say. Uh, I'll just start off. I mean, this is just this very, very heavy, uncomfortable material to be consumed in and to watch two movies about it and one of them twice. You know, I, I, th- I heard a quote at some point. Um, I don't, I wish I had the person who said it, but it's just something you hear in passing. That if you really want to get down to the ugliness of war and how evil and nasty war can be study world war one yeah that's yeah that's to get it absolutely because it was trench warfare and that's the the, pretty much the most brutal kind and for for really no reason no outcome yeah they they, the line only moves x number of like a hundred yards yeah yeah literally years it accomplished nothing right yeah yeah and and i think the movie highlights that pretty Pretty it's, graphically. Yeah. Um, Artie, your kind of opening thoughts here on All Quiet in the Western Front. Uh, it's very impressive right off the bat with the cinematography. It jumps right out. It's yeah. innovative. It's 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 fun. It's cool. It's engaging. It, it It's very entertaining for a 1930 movie. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, yeah Chris, you had similar uh, thoughts. It's, I mean, it's powerful. It reminded me, and I, I might have mentioned this in the podcast before, it reminded me the first time I saw Saving Private Ryan in, uh, in I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I guess I was like, was that 98? 98, yeah. I was 18. So I was like draft age, you know? Yeah. So, and man, I remember seeing that movie and be like, I was like, wow, is this what war is? Like, this is the, it's, that's the first movie that, that, that occurred to me. And this movie is sim, very similar. Like, it, I can't yeah. imagine what an audience, rea- how an audience reacted in 1930 to this movie. It must have been extremely intense. You know, um, yeah, for those who were allowed to see it, because this movie was banned in several countries. Yeah, it was well, praised it was, here, but in other countries it was yeah. not. It was banned in Germany, of all places. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, imagine that. Very, and the, uh, the, very. Uh, and the Gestapo, and the rising Gestapo was yeah. like, 
stink bombing theaters that were playing it and stuff. And, and throwing rats in, yeah, in the theater. censoring and, it. Well, yeah. they arrested the writer's uh, sister and beheaded her because they said to her, we can't get to your brother, but we could get to you because he made anti-German propaganda. Jeez. So they beheaded the yeah. writer's and this Sister. isn't a, this isn't an anti-German movie. No, I mean, it's anti-war. anti-war. Anti-war for it's, sure. It's yeah. really inter, it really is interchangeable, on like because you really don't see sides. Yeah, I mean it helps that they speak with a mid-Atlantic accent, but like right, yeah. it really but like it really isn't like an anti-German or anti-French thing. No. It's just like, yeah, but you know you tell you tell a narrative like this through the German perspective, oh, I know. and you explain for, to Hitler that it's not well, listen, <laughs> it's not anti-German. Well, also, when, I, when yeah, you're listen, to, I'll give him a piece of my mind. When, <laughs> when you're trying to convince uh, your 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 people, your society to become a war, you know, warmongers. Yeah. This movie is doing the exact opposite of that, so it's going yeah. against his agenda. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know, something to to keep in mind too, and and you know, Joey, on our uh, we recorded our return to the Cuckoo's Nest episode, which will be our next release after this one. We talked about the the uh, difference between the movie and the time period it's discussing. So uh, that was a 1975 movie talking about 1963. So you know, 12 year difference. That's like the exact difference of this movie and the subject material. Because we have a 1930 movie talking about 1917. So it's really just 13. I mean, that's crazy. Flashback 13 years ago is 2010. That's the difference. So this would be about someone discussing something that happened in 2010. I mean, it's very, very close to home. And just on the rise of of what World War II is going to become, too. So it's... In yeah, a very I mean, crazy time, it, it's for this. in a it's in a weird middle. Like it's it's very soon after World War One and not too far before it's, World yeah, War Two. Right. It's so. eight eight years away is when shit really goes down. Yeah, yeah. Where like Hitler invades through Dayton and like the Munich Agreement and all that stuff. It's only it's no eight, surprise it's only that there. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's it's crazy. That's kind of one of the fun parts about the entity of this movie is just is just it being a time capsule, not just of what it's discussing from World yeah. War One, but the time period in which they discussed it. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it's, the, it's an, the remake is, is great, you know, and all that, but it's doing it in 2023, 90 years later or whatever, or whatever it is, you know, a yeah. hundred plus years later. It's also interesting that I, I read this somewhere that somebody said, you know, in between, in, in soon after a war in peacetime is when like passive pacifism is like the most popular. So this movie is, yeah. is really advocating to pacifism, like that mm. this, that war doesn't benefit anybody or doesn't. Nobody wins, you know. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, the that open the opening title card is so good. It's you know, this isn't a confession, it's not an accusation, but this is about all the men who have been destroyed yeah. by the war. So, yeah. Did you guys find it interesting that an American movie chose to you uh, tell the story through from? I mean, I don't know the book. It's obviously based yeah. on the book, but it's told through the German perspective. Like, I'm surprised that was as popular in the United States. Like that you're showing the Germans' perspective. Yeah. 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 I, I think. I think. It, but this is kind of what you're talking about where pacifism is at an all-time high and this is probably the best anti-war property that's on the market. Right. Sure. So yeah. they just I guess they just decided to make that. And it really doesn't matter if they're German right. or whoever. That's right. the whole point is that Showing, they're all the same. It's right? all the men it's, everyone it's who is destroyed by it, right. not just, just Germans. It's just a bunch of teenagers getting sent to a meat grinder. Right. Showing right. that there were Germans who also questioned yeah you know the yeah. validity they were in the of same war position. wasn't sure. just american right. pacifists I, there's all past nobody knew what why they were there i right. think also yeah. you know since they're telling the story of of like the battles on the western front itself had it been like germany and the u.s on the front 
that might have been a little harder to tell the German right. side because it's it's basically the conflict in, within this movie is basically Germany and France. Okay. I, I you don't they, you, you, you don't want the U.S. And the U.S. Of, also came in towards the very end. Yeah, too. they're not heavily heavily right. involved. And, in, and, we're, we're, and you don't yeah. want the U.S. being the enemy in the movie. That's not going to work. Right. right. It, it, even oh, even right. England is only kind of vaguely mentioned in the movie. They're like, oh, I've seen a few English people right. here. It's and mostly. There, the I never saw an English person until it was all focused on the French. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're getting into it pretty heavy right now. So we're going to talk. Talk everything there is to talk about All Quiet on the Western Front. Do we have anything we need to get out there before we do the old deep dive? I think we just did. We got it all out on the table? I think we started hot. Okay, so right before we do the deep dive, I do have to ask, what are we drinking here to get us uh, through this this trench battle that we have in front of us here today? Artie, I'm going to go to you first. I am cracking open a Guinness. Aha. Uh-huh. Very good nice for pregnant Irish women, beer, you know, World War... <laughs> World War One. I, I figured I'd get an Irish beer. That's right, right, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Sure. I think yep. they had their own problems over the, around that time. Yes, um, this is briefly for Banshees of an and Sharon. Yes, we yeah. should yeah. mention that the the Oscar nominees came out today, today. twelve hours ago, today. and I believe Chris will be doing our Return to the Rain Man episode. Okay. I believe when we recorded that, that was also a day where the Oscars had just come out. Chris said, okay, like he didn't know he was doing that. He's like, okay. I had no idea. I'll add yeah. it to my Google Cal. That's tomorrow, but I will discuss <laughs> I hope that you're then. prepared. <laughs> it's actually after this episode. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle down, baby. Yeah. Uh, so Artie has a nice Guinness going there. Oh, God, um, it's so good Artie, have you winter. seen Banshees of Inisherin yet? No, but I can't wait. I love oh, I love both those actors. Are you gonna love? It. And I, lo- it's the same writer and director of In Bruges, right? Yep. yep. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. So yeah, it's an Artie movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna love that. And we Colin Farrell was just all quiet on the Western Front was was one of the Best Picture nominees. Yeah, nine was. nominees yeah. total too. Yeah. Grant, Grant, what do you have so there? I was going to bring a uh, a nice sweet baby Jesus uh, chocolate porter, chocolate uh-huh. peanut butter porter. Duclaw, Chris, is that Duclaw? Yes. yes. Um, it's delicious, but I forgot it. Um, so Joey was kind enough to lend me a Montauk Driftwood Ale. Ah, uh, yes, and so that, that segues right into what, Joey, you're drinking, and that is... The Montauk Driftwood Ale. Yes, and you've been um, harassing the Montauk people recently, the tro- yeah. trolling, if you will. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't blocked me yet, because yeah. it's been across numerous social medias yes. that they haven't brought the Session IPA back. Joey wants the, the green can Session IPA back yep. into circulation. Very much so. Making his voice heard. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you succeed. Me too. Yes, we all do. We all do. I don't Fighting care if they block me. I told them I'll just come <laughs> buy cases, just... Fucking re-release it. You show up personally, like God. The guy we blocked on Instagram's here. He's at the brewery. He's I just have signs. His wife and kid are in the car. Arrest him. Jo- Wait, is that Joey 0314? <laughs> You're like, I see the green cans back there. Let me in. All right, and I uh, am drinking from the Barrier Brew Company, which is located in Oceanside, Long Island. The Lomax. I Lomax. Love Lomax. You see, it's kind of like their summery IPA. You, yeah, that's your. You go, you go there a lot. Yeah, you get that. It, you get this one a lot. It's, it's a, it's a nice one because it's summery. I guess kind of implies a little lower in alcohol. So five point eight for, um, for an IPA. And Barrier tends to have they're heavy, heavy duty IPAs. Yeah, yeah they're okay. kind of like that Sand City where we're gonna pack the punch with our hops. And, yeah, we and, have a first time occurrence here on okay. Best Picture Cast, which is I have the lowest ABV beer here. Wow, That's look at true. that. Check your stat calendars for that one. He did, it, it, he did. No, I do. It's never happened. Wow, I've okay. never had the lowest. He did bring wow. a 24-pack, so I mean, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Even when I He's brought the session, keg. someone else had it. a keg set up with the yeah. spout right by his I mouth. I brought eight 12, tall boys. Yeah, but. 12 Guinnesses is, is more than like two driftwoods. 
We're approaching vacation time for me too. So anytime I get to see like beach on a can, I'm getting ready to getting ready to go away. The Bull Max is very tasty. I think it's time, guys. Let's head let's head way back. This is as far back as we've been. Really, only once did we go further back. That was that season was one. Yeah, season one, the Broadway Melody episode. So we're headed back to 1930. And the U.S. president was indeed Herbert Hoover, double H himself. Uh, Herbert Hoover was the son of a Quaker blacksmith. Herbert C. Hoover brought to the presidency an unparalleled reputation for public service as an engineer, administrator, and humanitarian. He achieved international success as a mining engineer and worldwide gratitude as the great humanitarian who fed war-torn Europe during and after World War I. However, Hoover became the scapegoat for the Great Depression and would be badly defeated in his next chance for re-election, and he is most closely associated with the Great Depression. So it's all the stuff you do to build up to the moment, and then, oh, we're just going to saddle you with the, uh, the the lowest time in American history. Now he's remembered for his vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Herbert C. Hoover. Gentlemen, the C in Herbert C. Hoover. What do we have here? Any guesses? Clarence. Okay, not a bad guess. Let's say Clancy. Mm, we're, we're on the right pattern with the first two letters. Chris? Mm. Uh, what did you say? Clancy, Clarence, Clavel. Already guessed, but very close. Oh, you already. <laughs> it was a while ago, Chris. Thanks I'm paying attention. All right, Joe. I tuned Clement. to Clement. It's actually Clark Herbert oh, Clark wow. Hoover. Boo. I was thinking way whiter. <laughs> okay, the 1930 World Series saw the defending world champion Philadelphia Athletics defeat the St. Louis Cardinals in six games, taking home the athletic franchise's fifth world championship and their last in the city of Philadelphia. The A's would move to Kansas City in 1955 and then to Oakland soon after in 1968. The city of Philadelphia, which I'm very, very tired of talking about at this point because they've knocked two of my favorite teams out here with the Braves and then this past weekend, the Giants. Shout out to uh, Adam Hitchcock, who will be on that return to Rain Man episode. He's a big Eagles fan. We don't uh, fault him for it. Why no, is he on the? Why I is do. he coming on the pod then? Yeah, well, he's not from Philadelphia. He's from Maine, so he gets a he gets a little bit of a of a, a relocation pass. Anyway, uh, the city of Philadelphia would have to wait fifty years until its next World Series championship, when the Phillies defeated the Kansas City Royals, and thus became the last of the original sixteen MLB franchises to win a championship. So the Phillies, original sixteen, and they're the last to win. What a stupid city. They're losers. <laughs> Final World Series where both teams did not have numbers on their jerseys. So teams didn't, players didn't have numbers. They're just kind of running around. Yeah. What do the announcers do? Anonymous. They're just, I don't think there were announcers. <laughs> like you just kinda, in the stadium, the there were announcers. Yeah, yeah probably. It's like, yeah, oh, this guy's up. The, now, hey, the now, guy. Now batting Stubby Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I hit that one good, but Red that other guy caught McGee. it. The A's were led by Hall of Famers Lefty Grove and Jimmy Fox, as well as stellar pitching performance from number two starter George Earnshaw. Other A's Hall of Famers include Mickey Cochran, Eddie Collins, and Al Simmons. The A's were managed by Connie Mack, who is the all-time leader in manager wins. Okay, Don't they so run my student loans, Connie Mack? Isn't that... <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know what you're doing with your student loans there, Artie. They're not, uh, they're not forgiving. Isn't that, a, isn't that a, I don't know. Isn't that a, isn't that a thing? Connie Mack? Freddie Connie May? Mack Foundation? Freddie May. Connie Mack Foundation something, but I don't think it's. Oh, Freddie May might be right. Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae. There is a Connie Mack thing, but I think it's for like kids sports. Uh Oh, that might be why it's in my head. Too. Yeah, from work. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk the number one Billboard song. Oh, here and uh, Chris, you have, probably have this blessing on your speakers as you drive around. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. It's from my from my childhood, right, Artie? From your your adolescent years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. The number one Billboard song in 1930 was "You're Driving Me Crazy." In parentheses. What did I do? Question mark by Guy Lombardo. It's good to see that people were having the same From problems Freeport? back then as they are today. Yeah, well, Long Island reference there. Yeah, yeah. Was it? What is Guy, Guy Lombardo, Lombardo Boulevard? The, the uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. These South Shore guys are filling us in over here. What did you do? You made a highway. That's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me crazy. What did I do? Other hits from 1930 include "Happy Days Are Here Again," "Sitting on Top of the World." And Georgia on my mind. A lot of renditions of Georgia. Those are good on ones. Georgia on my mind. Is that, is that a hit back then? The yeah, I was a little surprised to see that too, because there's been so many renditions over the year. I think uh, I think Ray Charles is probably the most the most famous. Yeah, and I but, I thought that was his song. Yeah. I had no idea. Is that the theme from Happy Days too? Uh, no, no, no. That's that's no. definitely a, that's solidly that's in the fifties. Like yeah, yeah, that's what's yeah. the name of this one? Happy Days. Happy are here. Days are here again. All Quiet on the Western Front, directed by Lou Milestone who uh, also did the remake, the Brando remake of Beauty and the Bounty, and uh, the original Ocean's Eleven directed both of those. Produced by Carl Lamel Jr. It's based on a famous and controversial novel by Eric Maria Remarque. That's the guy who had his sister beheaded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, writing credits for the film include Maxwell Anderson, George Abbott, Dell Andrews, C. Gardner Sullivan. Music by Sam Perry and Heinz Rompfeld, but that's only in the silent version. Because as we may or may not have noticed, there's no score in this movie. Yeah, Nothing. I did it's a scoreless film. On and did you, yeah. And did you see some theaters added a score and they got yes. pissed? Well, they thought, they thought it was a mistake. Yeah. Could you imagine them doing that to No Country for Old Men? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like a Danny Elfman. Cinematography by Arthur Edison and Carl Freund. Arthur Edison photographed Casablanca. So we'll talk about him again. Film editing by Edgar Adams. Wonderful, wonderful art and set direction by Charles D. Hall and William R. Schmidt. All Quiet on the Western Front is starring Lou Ayers, Louis Wilhuin, Arnold Lucy, Ben Alexander, Burl Mercer, John Ray, and Slim Somerville. That sounds like one of the guys that could have been running around without a jersey out at the field. Slim Somerville. 100%. Definitely his birth name. Was nominated for four Oscars, was the winner of two, including Best Picture and Best Director. Was also nominated for, but did not win, Cinematography Author Edison and Writing Abbott Anderson and Matthews. Not on the IMDb 250. Has a solid rating. I think it's like an 8.2 or so. Yeah, 8.1. 8.1. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 8.1. Okay. And uh, it's not on the most recent AFI Top 100. However, it did rank 54 on the 98 version of the AFI Top 100, just behind Best Picture winners from Here to Eternity, which we haven't covered yet, and Amadeus, which we absolutely covered. Um, none of those three were included on the 2005 list. How's it going, BPC Universe? This is Joe B. from Chariots of Fire. Horror Fest Draft Recap, and the Deer Hunter episodes. Congratulations on your third anniversary. Can't wait to see what year four brings. So, here we are. All Quiet 
on the Western Front. Grant, I'm going to have you uh, get things started here. It's a movie that's really heavily based in theme. A lot of rich themes in this. A lot of really well-executed, I guess, just points that they want to make. But it's also combined with an incredible set and really just a massive undertaking of recreating this war. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just directed to an absolute T. And I, I got to yeah. say, I, just one of my first things that, that came out, you know, about about 45 minutes into this thing, that this came out before Cavalcade. Like, we, like I felt like I gave Cavalcade yeah. too much credit after this one. Yeah, like it's, no kidding. Think yeah. about how that movie looked compared right. to this one. What, Change, year, what year was Cavalcade? 34. Ooh. Four years later. Yeah. Wow. So you know, how you it see, looked, how it was paced. I mean, everything about it is yeah, the opposite I mean, of this. <laughs> it's this this movie at many moments looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's really oh really God. beautiful. Yeah, it makes you wonder about the like the the acting in Cavalcade where they're just staring off into space and they're not <laughs> looking at the right things. It made you think like they didn't really understand how to act yet. But then you see this and you're like, well, yeah, obviously why, they had a grasp of it. What why not just watch yeah. watch this movie and do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And talk, you know, one of the things with Cavalcade is we talked about how the lighting was so bad. When four years later they lit this thing brilliantly, yeah, it looks fantastic throughout the four entire years prior, thing. right? Yeah, sorry, yeah, before, yeah. four years before, and it's beautiful and it's so visceral that they were able to do that when four years later a woman sitting in a room in darkness. Yeah, and it's it's funny too because it's like you could say, oh, oh well, maybe you know, because the direction in this movie is clearly. You know, masterful. Oh yeah, and you know Frank Lloyd is it is who directed Cavalcade, also directed Mutiny and the Bounty, and he nails it with Mutiny and the Bounty. So, and both Milestone and and uh, Lloyd have two director wins, so okay. they're both competent directors. Clearly, it's just it's wild to think how much can be accomplished at that time period, and versus people getting rewarded for doing far less. You know, well, afterward, you have to remember too that it's early on in this industry. And, you know, the way things are now, director has their hands and everything. It might not have been, you know, it might be like the cinematographer's doing his thing. The lighting guy's doing his thing. You know, everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. And this is a project where Milestone clearly had his hands on everything. Right. So that could that's a good point, Chris, because yeah. maybe maybe Lloyd didn't have control over every little piece. They're of also it. innovating some of these techniques. So some guys are just going to be way better at it than some other guys. Like well, that's you, a good You could have a lighting guy who figured something out and... Hasn't no one else has right? And right. Everything he does, you yeah, can see. There's no book yeah. on it yet, right? right. There's yeah. no book on it yet. Exactly. Yeah. You're learning as you go, and then you're, yeah, yeah. And this and this was also like majority of this stuff was outside, filmed outside. And Cavalcade feels like it was all almost all indoors. Right. True. True. And that that definitely contributed some of the sound yeah. issues. Natural there. light really right. lends itself to yeah. a yeah. better Cavalcade's picture. settings had like Broadway melody feels almost. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, it, stage it is, a room and like yeah. okay, this is mm-hmm. this room. You're in it. Yeah, it, it really is amazing to know that this came out like four, yeah, four years yeah. earlier. Chris, because you, you notably have sometimes have a tough time with, with these older movies or movies from this era. About 10, 15 minutes into, the, into this one, what were your thoughts? Was it taking you in? Were you like, all right, I'm going to yes. have to... Yeah. Right away, I was like, okay, this is one I can, I can hang with. Um, you know, it still has some of the, the stuff that I have a harder time with. It is it's a slower pace than like modern movies and the acting is it's that 1930s acting it's high a high-end version of that style of acting but like it's still it still yeah. has those qualities but it, the material is so powerful that uh i i it kept me engaged yeah joe how about you 
Yeah, I was really impressed from it from the go, the way they just bring you in right away. And I thought the acting was better than I expected with the 30s because the 30s has a feel. Absolutely. And yeah. they've got the people who just did that better than everybody else. Yeah. And um, they also got chemistry really well in the way that they play off the idealism with the teacher to mm. start. It's, it just builds it so quickly and yeah, so fast. Pretty sharp satire in that too, where it's like, there's like intentional overacting and, you know, uh, and some of those camera cuts. Well, to when they're standing, yeah, they keep standing up. I'll go. Yep. I'll join. Yeah. yeah. It's very, and it, it's, it's so fast and hard. It's, it's so, it's very nationalistic. Yeah. The teacher oh, yeah. comes off as one of those hard speaking German propaganda yeah. videos. Yes. 100%. And I love them zooming in his face and him smile. He's doing like yeah. the Jack Nicholson departed head <laughs> nod, like, yes, yes, yes. Now, question, Chris, did you have any issues with differentiating between these characters I early did. on? I, because I did. It, too. Uh, it that was going to be a, Oh, one of my gripes. It yeah. took me till the end of the second watch to even have a grasp of who was. It who. actually like, took I me. Couldn't. They don't say each other's names really either. It actually took me to do doing the research later, and like I'm like then I'm I'm reading about it and I'm remembering the movie and I'm like okay this person's this person. It other than the main character Paul. Paul. Yeah. It was, and and cat you know the main guys okay I got the, but like the friend kids, group the friend group forget yeah. it I was like I have no idea who even, any of these even guys Paul are. for me it took. It took yeah. a good hour to, to really yeah. feel comfortable with this is Paul. Right. You know? um, so I, I don't remember what movie we were discussing, but we talked about when when they're all dressed the same. Um, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. Yeah, is exactly right. when, when oh, that's another, that's another one. Yeah, this is a good same. movie. A bunch of white people in <laughs> yes. uniforms with all <laughs> I mean, the same characteristics. Throw the black Especially, and white on it's top. very yeah, black, black and white. And white. Yeah. They're in uniform, so it's the most... Le- well, it's the least character you could yeah. possibly have, and yeah. then and you got a helmet too, and right because at right. least the scenes when they were in like the barracks, and you could see, all right, this guy's blonde with longer hair, this guy's dark hair. Like it was easier there when they all had the helmets on. It was really hard. You and really they all focus. Spe- and they all speak the same way. Yeah. So it's, yeah. there's no way to differentiate. Which is for me is what makes the casting of Cat really brilliant. Absolutely. You know, yeah. he needed a, a he, distinguished he looking. He really stands out. He's yep. my favorite character in the movie. And, too, and by far. Slim Somerville. He stood out he too. Awesome. The yeah. two of them stood out as like almost like the bad guys from Home Alone. Like a tall skinny guy <laughs> yeah. and a short fat guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, and they were like kind of the comic relief in the movie too if there is any. You and, know. Yeah. and you know you could say it's a little nonsensical to have like a 50 year old in that specific spot. But I think in, mm. in, in terms of making a movie you almost need to do that to visually distinguish 100%. him so much different. Yeah, but like, I, that think never about, bothered me. No, because like, think about the movie Fury. Brad Pitt's almost 50 playing a tank commander. Like, yeah, that's and, not in real life. And that no, but, like, yeah, but that happens. There's a difference it, between Brad Pitt's no, no, 50 no, no, but and I'm, Cat's 50. But, no, no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just not, saying the age ranges that aren't realistic. Like That's happened but, for 100 years. It's yeah, no big deal. But but even so, like they, they had older people. Like, listen, in a world war, they're throwing everybody... In there, mm-hmm. that they 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 have to get bodies out there. It's so not like, a big deal. There are older people that were that have fought in wars. You know, they you know. Cat even seemed like he was in the army before. Well, I think that, the that war seems started. to be like, what he's it is. He's a lifelong war guy. Yeah. He, you know, what's real life? That guy died like the next year. The next yeah. year, oh, yeah. which was such well, a. Well, he didn't look healthy, so. <laughs> yeah, it was like a like another like a Harding issue yeah. where he passed yeah. away. Yeah, which was, was real movie. sad because he was re- really engaging in this. So I I actually yes. looked. I was like, oh, what else can I check this guy out in? And yeah, I think he got a ton of work right after. Yeah, you know, and it was like he's you know a guy who's been kicking around trying to trying to finally get and he gets it then he then yeah. he passes away. Heart sadly. Issues, I think he said yep. right. Yeah. Lewis Wil- Wilhelm is the name of the actor. Um, what did we think of Lou Ayers as as Paul here as our lead guy? 
I thought I thought he was I thought he was good. Uh, I I don't know, Chris. I had to, I kind of suffered the same thing that you did, where it's like, I, I thought they did good for the time period, but it still very much feels of the time period. Yeah, right. So that there was, there were points where I was just like, it felt like stage acting a little bit to me. Well, I think that's that's just the, yeah, that's the style. That's just the, the, that's just the, the nature sign, of it. Sign of the times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't bother me, but it definitely... You're aware of it. It isn't my favorite. It, it is my it, favorite to you know, watch. I, yeah. I do think he stood out amongst at least the younger guys oh, a lot because sure. he, yeah. you know, the rest of them where he's, you're seeing his progress, like the scene with his mom, I think he's doing things that nobody else is touching. Yeah. He's also, he has a couple of monologues. The, the, I mean, and one of my... Back in the school. Well, the one in the trench with the dead, yeah. the dead yeah. enemy there was like, stood out to me. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, he's doing a good job, but it is like... I can picture him doing that on a stage 100%. somewhere, you know, but, like in a play. That's but, what it felt yeah. like. You know, his his arc from beginning to end, I think he nailed oh, it. Oh, he has a clear arc. Yeah, yeah but like it, the actor pulled it off. Yes. And he, he, was, pulled, he was best at the end, I thought. Him and Kat having that conversation, yeah. that was like his strong oh, acting. Yeah. When he was like dejected and broken, I agree. And I, then, But then he also had like, hey, you know, we're like, we're buddies, we're, right? Like he had We're like going to stay friends, right? Yeah, he was, he yeah. was good there. He still had that heart. Yeah, he, it's... It's the type of performance that makes sense with the subject material where he's, you know, he's in the beginning, he's, he's very elementary, he's amateur, he's, he's young. Yeah, he's, he's an idealistic you know, idiot. Blends in with the others oh. and he, his character develops and his uh, distinction develops right. as we get a little, yeah. by the end, that you really kind of are in his head and you figure yeah. out where he's coming from. Uh, so I, I like the progression of his character a lot. I mean, I, I think, of course, the movie could have served with someone who had a little better chops. You know, I, in, in, I don't know what how plentiful that was in I, 1930. Particularly with a young actor. Yeah, I don't right. think, I don't think there are a lot of like 22-year-olds that... It's, it's not like today where, yeah. there's, where there's a lot of young actors that could handle that. I thought all the... All the kids from that class were kind of the same acting wise. Like yeah. they were, they all seemed like they were doing the same character almost. Like yeah, and it yeah, just kind of came down really to blurred. What, what was called upon them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really and blurred. I, together. I think the writing kind of saves the acting. I think the acting is fine. Well, but yeah. the material is so good that it it really is fine. It doesn't matter. Well, you yeah. Know. I mean, Paul is given a lot to do. Yeah, that's any true. any benefits from that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, PPC. This is Danielle, and I was featured on the West Side Story episode. I just wanted to shout out the whole team on their third anniversary. It was so much fun engaging creatively, and I can't wait to be back next season. Keep it up, guys. Happy, happy birthday. Walter Rogers is kind of interesting. Walter Rogers, who plays Bane, uh, who's the, the guy that, who doesn't he, want to go. He's right, the one that dies goes. very the one that he's on the poster. When he runs in there, yeah. He's on the poster. That's Can you him. think of yeah. any... I, I just know that because it, he looks exactly like my buddy uh, from College Viking. It just looks exactly like <laughs> yeah. him. That's, yeah, that's his name. Don't don't ask questions. It's just... what Can you think of another movie that has like a very insulary character? It's not that insular because he's the one who doesn't want to go and dies right. first. And so yeah. it, Scream? Um, Drew Barrymore is in the, the middle of the thing and... Yeah. She dies in the opening scene. Is she oh, the poster? Spoilers. I guess she is. Yeah, she's she is very good. That's, a good that's how they sold it. Um, that's a good call. What was was the movie called? Executive Decision. 
Kurt with, Russell. With uh, Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. Seagal the, yeah, but and with Seagal the poster? He, Seagal yes. was like in the trailers There's and everything. There's two like, faces yeah. on the front. It's Kurt Russell and Steven and Seagal. Seagal. And, and Seagal dies so early That's a good on. one. He gets yeah. sucked out of the, yeah. <laughs> the plane. It's a great movie. That um, movie's amazing. <laughs> will it go in our upcoming action draft? Probably Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> 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 Crosses it off. What movie would draft that? Yeah, that movie sucks. It just has like a one. Our action draft and war movies will be in play for that one. We for we, sure. we blocked off westerns, but war movies will be in there as long as they have weren't nominated for for best pictures. Thematically, having Walter Rogers up there works really well with the movie because you have the soldier who didn't want to go. He also is the most distinctive looking of them too. I don't know if that played into it. Uh, I don't know how how well thematically putting uh, Steven Seagal up there for executive decision. <laughs> no, was. no. So I would have gone with Holly Berry Steve, myself. At a certain time, Steven man. Seagal and theme don't really go hand in hand. <laughs> No one beats me in the kitchen. <laughs> What's up, BPC Nation? This is Mike Amendola from the Sports Draft Recap Show. Just wanted to give a shout out to the third birthday for the uh, podcast. It's gotten me through a lot of days at work, taking up a lot of hours, slinging those sheds out there. Thanks again for all the good shows and the uh, helping the time go by. Thanks, guys. Bye. So I... Uh, we start seeing Paul kind of distinguish himself when they get to the trenches, and he's the one who goes up to the older guy's cat and crew about asking for the food. And we've not cat yet because he's out stealing a pig for them. And, you know, he's Paul kind of distinguishes himself as the leader of the kids first. And then that's really where Cat establishes himself because he's with the pig. But then he starts teaching the guys. Then the first bombardment comes, and we see how visceral and brutal yeah. this movie really is. So, uh, one thing that I learned just in watching is I didn't realize how, how, Short they were on food. Oh that yeah, they, that they were really starved. That yeah, was, that, that was that a was big a, problem yeah. with the Germans. Yeah, so they they really hammer that home in this. Yeah, like, uh-huh. they're, they're right constantly on. starving. It's uh, always about food. Like the, that's why the double ration scene yeah. is so yeah. so. Big. Grant, what that's real? The, that's, you, that's oh yeah, real. like a big reason why they ended up surrendering is because like they couldn't. All, feed them. all of a sudden, like the, U, the U.S. came in and they had food. They had gasoline. They yeah. like they brought in like all these provisions and like Germany's like. Well, what the fuck are we gonna do now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and German they, soldiers they, were eating turnip bread. Yeah, that's it. What the had, fuck is turnip bread? Exactly. <laughs> they, they had no, they had no choice but to, but yeah. to fold because they were just yeah. so unprepared. Phenomenal line at the beginning of this is, uh, they show up. Uh, Paul shows up with the guys to the wherever they are. I guess factory. the factory. Oh, with when the, he, with when the, he comes the, in with the, the pig. When he first comes oh, in with, with the, the pig, that upstairs yeah. area. Yeah, is that the barracks or is that the room before they go to the barracks? Maybe it's the room before. Uh, he goes, this is a bad place to bring an appetite. Yeah. Yeah. I want to use that in my life. I that love that. It's a great line. Yeah. And it just sets you up right now, that right away, how dark things are about to You know to what, get. what occurred so your to me? Your kids are going to hear that one this week. Yeah. You know what occurred to me when in this first scene where Cat brings the, the pig? And I, for some reason, I pictured the five of us like in this barracks. And some dude just brings us a dead pig. And the five of us would be like, okay, cool. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> I got us. Like, hot, you you know how to, you can gut and deep. And, it was and gutted. It was gutted, it was gutted. Oh, it was gutted already. It was already yeah. gutted. Yeah. So it took care of the hard part. So how are we cooking this pig, uh, Joey? We're starting a fire. There's wood everywhere. Okay, but Joe, then Joey, what then? Were we just going to hold it on over the fucking we'll fire? A spit roast. Do you well, want to know? Joey's our, our chef. Joe, Joey can do it. I'm with I, you, I, Chris. I, believe, I would not I know. We, we'd we'd yeah, start no, we'd be I believe in Joey. Yeah, no, Chris, Grant knows. when it comes to this, I believe in him. We're if done. It, we're good. If it was you, Kieran, and I, we would die. fail to start a fire. 
and then there'd be a rotting pig being eaten by animals next to us, and then we get disease no, from good. them. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have us taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, okay. I think Artie, you'd have to be the chef in that situation. So, well, what would I do? I don't. I, yeah, I, I, I you, think you, I'm probably Chris the would most... have to make the fire, and I would just throw no, the, the fire. Fire's thing. on me. I'm I would just. Fire. I would literally just throw the pig on the fire. It's a pig roast, right? That's your roast. it's like it's like the beaching from Lost Boys. Probably, I'd probably burn the whole place we're in down too. Uh, I think I'm the most capable of killing somebody in this group, but okay. also I'm incapable well, of doing. Listen, most we have a Twitter else. question later. We'll get to oh, that. Oh, good. We, okay. we do. Um, Who's the most capable of murdering someone? Who would you <laughs> that's murder? Not the Twitter question. <laughs> I I quickly learned that I would be the guy having a mental breakdown. Like <laughs> I don't want to be here. That'd be, be my role in war. But it would bring you. It put you on the cover. That that would be my role. Let's face in it. War. None of us, or you would be Kemmerich. Yeah, none of us, none of the five of us are going to be standing up in the classroom and be like, "Sign me up, I'm going." Like none of us, we'd be like, "Fuck you guys!" <laughs> yeah, like like no, we're not going no, anywhere. Excuse me, do you think this is appropriate to be saying to <laughs> yeah. a group of children? Like that would be us. We don't um, just be yeah, making so, fun of this guy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Bizarro, Mister Keating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those two classroom scenes were awesome. Today. Awesome, yeah. so and, good. And I was hesitant about the first one as the movie was starting. I'm kind of like, Ugh, because the, yeah, the acting kinda, is a little hammy. I realize it's intentionally hammy. I kind of loved the first scene. I mean, looking that, that, on my second watch, looking back, even, it, even it, my even my first watch, I'm like, yeah, you, you dug I, it. Right I kind of knew what they were trying to do, and I was like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, but going back to the classroom and having all the kids be younger yeah. than yeah. they were before, yeah. and have them um, call him a coward. Yeah, reject him. Yes. You know, said and, and have the teachers back. It's like, oh, geez, this is. This uh, this German propaganda has run has run deep here, yeah. right? And he because he talks about it. he's like, no, I've been there. It's not this. When we go back to the first bombardment, you just hear coward. I know it's intense, it's and insane. you know, and then he just, he he has a leave off the war, and he goes back days early because yeah. say uh, because he can't handle it. What is that movie? That's a Hurt Locker thing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed a t- lot of newer movies in this. Oh, a lot of war movies. So I mean, every war movies. I have this. one specific with. Um, Who's the guy who gets blinded? Bean. Ben. Bane. 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 Yeah, he gets blinded and killed. He gets yeah. real shrapnel. They die soon after. Yeah, yeah. I swear, Quentin Tarantino, when L Driver gets her eye ripped out and kill Bill 2, said, watch this scene. I want you to emulate this. Because the way he screams yeah. and flails it's around. Intense, yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 also like the girl screaming at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, it yeah. just reminds yeah. me of that so it, much. Apparently that that particular scene where he gets blinded, like audience had a visceral reaction to that. Like they were like, Oh, I bet in 1930, they were not ready for that. No, it's war gore. And it's so intense and just everything's, you know, the war has been so like glorified and now you're seeing this and how vicious it was and visceral is the perfect word. I mean, the scene, and I'm sure you guys, this all stood out to you guys when the guy grabs onto the barbed wire fence and the bomb goes off and all just his hands are remaining on the fence. Like I was like, Holy shit! Like they yeah. did that Pre, in 1930. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Code. But it wasn't. Uh, so I did some research on that. It wasn't heavily enforced until it was, like it wasn't enforced yet. Yeah, right. I'm glad that you guys brought that up because that was one of my reactions in starting this thing up. In how refreshing it is to watch a movie that old before the yeah. the, the Hays Codes went in. Just even then well, with the women, it was in place. It wasn't enforced it, yet. It, it wasn't, wasn't enforced, enforced yet. yet. So they, they could have them. Uh, you know, involved with the women's even some brief, brief nudity. Yeah, it. like it's, yeah. so See that's just man-ass. you're not you know four years later, five Nothing years later, like no chance. No, no, you know. yeah. no way. They, they did like I guess they acknowledge the code, but like some of the bed talk, you just see the shadow of the bedpost right. mm-hmm. 
to let you know they're talking in bed, but yeah. they can't show you that they're talking in and, bed. And, yeah. You know what? And honestly, I feel like that's I, this seems way more effective that way. Agreed. Yeah, but I, this, I this love st- that shot. This stood out to me as pre-code. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Feel and I mean, uh, Broadway Melody had a bunch of that stuff too uh, the year before. It was just, like, just, yeah, like uh, uh, they were in like the bathtub, things like that. Yeah, yeah. just things that would not be it, allowed it, years it also, later. It speaks a lot to like us as a species or as a society where like a pair of severed hands is acceptable, but like a naked lady isn't, you know, yeah, like yeah. it just speaks yeah. a lot to like who we are as a society, what we, what we prioritize as a censor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's now wild. both are just everywhere. So <laughs> it's True. Not, we don't censor anything anymore. Right. So. The director said that hand shot was based on a story he heard from a real guy in yes. world war one. I do have something which is worse to say about that, which uh, is interesting. Uh, what occurred to me is like, so that was a real story, a real. I mean, this um, the director had a lot of old uh, German soldiers that fought in World War One. That was a story from one of them that that he witnessed somebody get blown up and his hands remained on the defense. Oh my god! So like, think about that. That was a real person that that happened to, and he had no. Obviously, he was gone before he even knew it, so he has no idea. But think about like his legacy that like this was eventually to- his story was told or at least the story of his demise was told. Then somebody told this director he added it to this movie. So now he's forever immortalized. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Immortalized. Yeah. In this classic film and his story, is, I guess the end of his story is told. And like think about the impact that just that scene had on a generation of people and what they thought about war. So he had this soldier, this unnamed soldier had this huge effect yeah. on how people perceive war, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it was done in an effective way. Right. Yeah. That's it's, really part it's, of it. I mean, that's one of the fun things about talking about any of these movies from this year or even years a little later where it's, you know, every single person involved with this movie, cast and crew is no longer with us. Right. But, they're still their work is still being their talked legacy about. is right. remains, yeah, here today yeah. I, and I saw I think I saw a note that the last living member of cast or crew of this passed away in 2014 so oh that wow could run oh, good uh, for them yeah it was one of the I guess one of the kids in the classroom one of the extras oh that makes um, sense but yeah we're talking about like almost a hundred year old movie yeah I think here. someone brought this up with with I think it was meeting in the bounty it might have been it was either you already in one of the rankings episodes or, or my brother on the actual episode but it is just wild to think about that. Like every person involved with the movie is no longer oh, with us, but their work. I think is, I said that. Yeah, yeah and their that, work is there, there I, for you. I'm yeah. watching some of these movies, and I'm like, everyone here is dead now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is kind of a wild concept to you know. But yet this they're this living thing forever remains, at this age. Yeah, you know? yeah. It lives on, and people yeah. still stream their movies on HBO Max. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. think they knew that was going to be the case back in, in the Five idiots do a podcast about it. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> it still lives on. We're like, oh, what are you drinking while we talk about your hands? <laughs> a very happy third birthday to everyone at the Best Picture cast. This is Oz, aka Greg, aka the guy who has snuck himself onto a bunch of episodes, and I am not prepared for this message. I did not think the BPC brand would make it this far. I thought the terrible twos would be the uh, the end. Figured something would offend. Uh, Everyone out there, get hashtag cancel BPC trending. I thought for sure that film Twitter would end you after finding out that Joey R has The Lost Weekend ranked above The Godfather. But that's neither here nor there, and we've made it. I'm excited for what's in store. I know there's plenty of what the kids call bangers left to cover. 
And I'm excited to get to the uh, fourth birthday celebration. Congrats to all involved at the Best Picture cast. In, in talking a little bit about action and uh, our action draft that we mentioned, Artie, what did you think about the action in this movie? Like uh, how it, um, not just how it's filmed, but how it came across as a viewer this many years later. Uh, I really liked the action. Uh, I felt very realistic, especially for how old it is, which we've talked about. But I can't just avoid how it's shot. Like some of these machine gun shots where the camera pans left and right and the guys are just getting mowed yeah. down. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really innovative. Like that's that's a big part of it. I really love, the, which has been done in pretty much every war movie since this movie, the trolley shots of the, the infantry yes. moving forward and the, the camera staying with them as yeah. it moves oh, forward. Okay, as running and, through, across and the just nonstop explosions, just chaotic it's everywhere. It's, yeah. The whole movie, it's it's relentless. Like, yeah. safe, explosions constantly. This, aside from some, you know, graphic gore makeup CGI stuff, it's similar to Saving Private Ryan yeah. in, the, in the sense of how violent yes. and chaotic it is. Yeah. I thought the action was great. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, agreed. And those 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 pan shots through the trench where you're kind of oh. it's they're, they're basically they're moving toward you as you're viewing the screen and just going through the trench and all the violence and action in there. You guys beating each other with the shovels yeah. and uh, yeah, just like uh, just take a step back, say, "Whoa, yes. this is a yeah. lot it, for it, a movie this old." Yeah, yes. it doesn't let you breathe. It makes no, you no. with it and watch it all happen, and which really helps. Yes. You, you feel like you're in it with them. Right. You, know? you feel it's, claustrophobic when you're down there with them. When they're running, it, yeah. you feel everything because it's all around. It, it definitely really was reminiscent to, like, I, Saving Private Ryan took a lot from this movie. Oh, like, yeah. Just oh. the way it, it was sure, shot, yeah. other than the set, you know, the, this movie doesn't, like, Saving Private Ryan is probably the best sounding, one of the best sounding movies ever made, mm-hmm. like, sound wise. Uh, it would be on my Rushmore of sound for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie obviously doesn't have that because it came out in 1930. But other than that, just the way it's filmed at the at soldier level in mm-hmm. the trenches and the way the camera moves and it's very chaotic, it, it, it reminds – I had a similar reaction to it that I did Saving Private Ryan in that way. Yeah, and uh, in watching The Fablemans where you know it shows how, how Spielberg as a kid was filming some of the, the student videos he did so and cool. stuff, you could – see a lot of after watching this you could see a lot of all quiet in the western front and yeah. some of especially the, some of the running scenes yeah. that he filmed in the yeah. desert yeah yeah it feels like he's the first guy to film war correctly like this is how war should be yeah. shown in Milestone cinema here in this yeah. Yeah. yeah this is how it should be shown i feel like kind of like the acting it's good for when it you know when it came out obviously there's like it's kind of like joey when we talk about deadly prey when the grenades go off and yeah. people like Kind of arbitrarily fall down. Yes, wherever they are. That is the thing. Uh, and that, like that, and like, um, the one part that really bugged me was when on those long trend shots that I think are great, but like I, that sped up footage where they just like they kind of, I don't know, like they did like you know a time and a half or whatever. They kind of like yeah mm-hmm. make it go a little bit a little bit quicker. I was like, I wish they just. I mean, you're yeah, definitely right. You're happen. definitely right. I yeah. mean, there, there's things like like an explosion will happen ten feet away or twenty feet away, and the guy will just fall down dead. It's like, well, was well, he even close yeah. to it? Like, but that's kind of what you know in Fablemans what exactly. they say is like, just it's all parlor tricks. So you have to. Right. So oh, some of them work really, really oh, well, oh, and then listen, some of them like, know, speeding up the film. Is, not I'm, so I'm much. trying. Just, I'm trying not to like really, yeah, like hold that against it because it was made in 1930. It did. Well, that was always in my head. Like that stuff I noticed. Yeah, and was kind of like, oh, that's wonky, but like. It didn't bother me just because I'm I'm putting it in where it belongs. You have, to, you have to look through. You have to look at it. You can't look at it through a modern no, lens. It's still no, an explosion. Yeah. You might fall because it's fucking scary. It's still amazing yeah. that whatever he 
did or they did is amazing for when they did it. Like, it's very effective action. Yeah. It yeah. didn't stand out to me as as bad acting. It, a little bit it did, but it, in the context of the movie, I was totally able to get past it. But anytime anyone got injured or was dying, <laughs> yeah. it was so bad. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. would just be looking off into space, and then they just oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I expired. I loved all the bedside matter. Oh no, your legs are they're doing they're doing good. They're doing good. <laughs> all right, but <laughs> your, legs, your legs are your legs are there. <laughs> You'll, uh, you'll have legs again someday. Oh, they're both great. Both they're, they're they're back, but they're grow back. Okay. One of my legs fav- are overrated anyway. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they go see France. France, and he's like, oh, "Guys, my legs hurt." And they look, phantom, and it's just the, yeah. I think yeah. that's one of the most powerful scenes in the whole movie. It also reminded me a little bit of the scene in Dark Knight where Joker takes off the mask and he's got the makeup, and Harvey gets mad like it was the Joker. Like, well, obviously <laughs> the makeup's all over his face. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Like, you really, your foot has been in constant pain, and you haven't once just, you know, glanced yeah, at it. Yeah, he's on morphine and laid out, and phantom pain is a very legitimate thing. No, I know. I, I just, I feel like they tricked him for too long with that. Yeah. The amount of morphine they probably just gave him to shut up so he doesn't yell. This I wasn't think, like regulated medication you days. Were, you think they were dishing out that much morphine, though? With the, with yes. The if you had, an, had, if you had an amputation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Are probably. you kidding? They were just. You're coming back a morphine addict. Like, yeah. Because here's the thing. Otherwise, the option is try to actually treat you and help you rehabilitate. Well, I was if they had that much. Oh, yeah. Or, or, you, just, or, around, think, or you just have some guy screaming in the yeah, in the medical I, tent for days. Right. I think I think at this point, I feel, I feel like they were just like, let's make you as, as comfortable as possible until to you sh- die. From yeah, yeah. Right. Because otherwise, you're going to come in screaming. Like when Paul gets hurt and, you know, the you go to the bandage room, you're not coming back because right. all they're doing is ethering you the fuck up so that you just die. So the fact that he comes back, good for him, but he's probably coming back really yeah. wanting some drugs. Yeah, I mean, and you have him in like, he stabs the French guy, you know, just just about death. And then he's like, um, I want to help you. Uh, you're going to be good. You, you, and, you and me, we're going to go back. We're going to talk to your wife. We're going to make this all right. Finding him. Like, oh. I know. <laughs> and the guy's arms just keep moving. Like, that was the death. Like, I love that scene. And I think it's visually great. And Paul's still having some humanity left. But the fact that the Frenchman's arms move every few minutes. Yeah, boy, that scene in the remake was Holy something. shit. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get oh, to that. Holy yeah. shit. So that, I, that was the scene of that movie for me. You know that scene is uh, the director talking about silent films and the silent film era dying? Oh, oh yeah. Well, that, well, that that was a that guy was a silent film actor. Yeah. Yeah. Silent film it. actor who uh, I believe he had no voice, like he was like a mute in real life. Yeah. And the idea of killing him is he's killing the silent film era. And one of, one of the lines he goes, "Why do you take so long to die? You're gonna die anyway." He's talking yeah. about the yeah, silent little, film era. The Hollywood meta in there. Yeah, oh, cool. that's cool. So the artist ripped that off too. The artist ripped that off too. Hey everyone, Mike from Cinemust here to wish Best Picture cast a very happy third birthday. Kieran, Joey, Artie, Grant, Oz, Chris, the the whole crew, everybody that I'm forgetting, congratulations you guys. Three years that has led to an immensely varied, entertaining, stacked podcast feed with just about anything that a movie lover could want. I'm deeply grateful for the invite to be on the episode on You Can't Take It With You. I'm looking forward to what the show has in store. You guys have done fantastic work. I I wanted to take a minute not just to say happy birthday and I love the show, but to give you five episodes of the Best Picture cast 
I love these. I don't know if they're my top five, but the five that stuck out most to me. Number one, the episode that got me into Best Picture cast, a movie we don't agree on, but I loved the the spirited takes, the entertaining conversation, the fair critiques on Chicago. It was my very first Best Picture cast episode, and I always have a soft spot in my heart for it. As well as the Sound of Music episode, a movie I never expected to get as much praise and a fair shake out of the crew as it did, and that one was always going to be one of my most entertaining episodes of your show as well as the uh, the Battle Royale that was the Titanic episode. I'm on the It's a Great Movie side, but that conversation was immensely entertaining. The two-part deep dive on Lawrence of Arabia is an all-timer, some of like the best film criticism I feel the podcast has to offer. And uh, a recent one, The Greatest Show on Earth, a movie I watched because of your guys' show, um, that I agree is a bad movie that has a good movie somewhere in it. But those those are just five episodes that I love that I recommend everybody check out if you haven't. You guys, keep it up. You're doing awesome. I really appreciate being a part of the show from time to time. Thank you for coming on to my show, whether it's to talk about heavy hitters like Chinatown or Brief Encounter to get some Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in there. I can't wait to have you guys back to Cinemusts. Happy three-year birthday. Here's to three more years and three more after that. Keep it up, you guys, and congratulations. Joey, you mentioned before the uh, the claustrophobia of, of those those underground trench scenes, and I, I think you absolutely nailed it with that. And leading into this, I, I brought up some of those um, those art art and, and set design sets there. Wow, just to me, just brilliant. You know, feeling like you're underground with like rats moving through and just... And the, the the bombs above you, you know, it's it, you got that, you got that that subterranean feel to it, um, mm-hmm. and just totally nailed it for me in this one. And the actors do a really cool job here. Of early on, they react so much to each boom. The last trench scenes, they just completely no sell it, which is yeah, yeah. you know, it shows the progress, but it's also you really feel it. Like I'm uncomfortable every single time. I don't grow with them. I'd rather be out with the bombs than in there with the rats. I agree. Mm, yeah, I have to. S- I'd just be zigzagging to- around the field for hours. <laughs> <laughs> for hours? <laughs> Until the bombardment's over. Bombardment! and I was literally had that song in my head, picturing Artie just moving a zigzag, running around the field. They're like, at least shoot something, Artie! Dropping, dropping like, every now and then. Anything but Ratatouille. Yeah. I don't know. I'd take my chances down, down below. No, I'd much rather be out there. Just listen, trench warfare is filthy and it's endless and it's horrifying. But being underground with that, yeah. not knowing what's coming. And, and, you know, and this is the tanks or this is the beginning of tanks. Like, you don't know what yeah. the hell is going Dude, on there. What What are the odds that the, 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 the roof is going to cave in and bury you alive? Well, that, that, pretty... that, that I don't like very much. Was anyone else yeah. kind of blown don't away by that. the structural engineering of these, They're genius. these barracks? Like, well, how did they build this? Did well, they dig into the ground? Did they put all the dirt on top after well, they built it? Listen, Germans know how to build things, man. Engineering, man. <laughs> they do. Yep, no, true. I mean, yeah, the, that's the thing about this trench warfare. It's well, like the, the structures how, and everything. How it's genius. It, how it started was like people would literally, in no man's land, they would they would dig themselves into a hole to avoid gunfire and then they started connecting yeah then they started connecting these holes Crazy. and then eventually yeah. this became the trenches yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's now it's called New Jersey no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, you know, the, Chief the, Jersey choke. <laughs> the, the, the fighting over no man's land and all going nowhere is such a such into, a hopeless endeavor. Yeah, it turned into the path. There's in, the sequel. There, we get not the sequel, but the remake. Sorry, the third one because there was one in '79. Yeah, the TV one. The the, mod, the the most recent remake. Yes, we we get tanks which are, are mentioned yeah in, uh, we do they're mentioned in this in <laughs> we get early, tanks all right yeah, yeah. they're mentioned in the early one yeah yeah you know. is there any mention of, of gas in this one from everything i've gathered after seeing the movie the gas thing is kind of overblown where they didn't use gas as much as people thought because they gave it to us in the in the, the new yeah one. yeah they took uh, their masks because, off because, too like, quick remember any recollection of get of no. gas no there's no there was no there was no gas and they yeah. because you know in the, in the new one they're all wearing the gas mask right on their chest like yeah. they didn't have it there like all the gear they had they didn't have that. so you're saying that it was a little bit overblown and that that kind of checks out what we but, see well, because in the like you, you throw you throw in some mustard gas all of a sudden the wind changes and your entire platoon dies it was used mm. it just wasn't yeah, it wasn't used as much as as we all thought. But in the gotcha. new one, they do do a good job of say acting like it's okay. They're not using that here. They're not like we're panicking yeah, yeah. over nothing yeah. except well, for the then, one big and scene. And then that scene, the search right. scene, and all that. Yeah. But you know, I think the mention of tanks in this was more of a function of budgetary limitations. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, well, well of yeah. course. Yeah. And uh, no, flame I'm happy they no, didn't flame, try to show no flamethrowers. Uh, so, oh, the flamethrowers. Yeah, yeah, I don't need a 1930s tank rolling by. It's like four guys pedaling bicycles. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like little Lego <laughs> figures. <laughs> you, you see their feet? Yeah, either that or it's miniature. We have the, a it's like Flintstones. <laughs> the Ben-Hur ben ships in William Wyler's bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, so, uh, the, uh, after they tank, uh, after they take one of the, the trenches there, they have the broken bottle of booze. Uh, yeah. oh, now, was that... Is that yeah, Hennessy? Yeah. Did I get, the, well, get I don't that know. right? I believe it was Hennessy. Might have been cognac. They were in France. I thought I read Hennessy on the bottle. Oh, really? So yeah. So um, Hennessy, pretty good. Is, is it cognac? Is, yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I yeah. Work at a bar. I thought it said Hennessy, but I was, to be completely honest, I was, I didn't do any research on that, and I was just like, that can't actually be Hennessy, but it probably yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but oh, but good, just I feel valid. That's got to be given like, the region. The feeling of 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 enduring that type of onslaught, and yeah. and you know, getting to the trench where you've taken it over and just like passing around that that broken ass you know sharded bottle and you could just see that just kind of like just get a little moment of 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 a sip of some relief yeah, yeah. probably tasted yeah. like gatorade ice yeah. cold gatorade yeah, a little reprieve it, yeah. uh, it tasted like freedom i honestly i <laughs> yeah. felt it when they were drinking it like i felt Me that too. relief yeah. i was like god i want to swig of those glass shards but <laughs> you know what you know what it it, it brought me right to shawshank when they're tarring yeah, the, the roof, roof and they get the uh, the cooler beers, the bucket of beers. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was like, oh, just feeling like a person in a, in the world for the day. And you yeah. feel the relief they feel. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that, you like breathe lighter when that happens because that would, you're with them. That would be like a great discussion. Like what's the, what's like the Mount Rushmore of like the, the most refreshing alcoholic drink moments in, in. <sighs> Movie history. It's a great discussion. You know? The beers on Shawshank Roof is probably that's, number one. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's that might be there. one. That's, I think I think Jack finally getting a bottle of, of, of his bourbon, quote unquote bourbon. Yeah. I'd see the Nipix zone for that. I'd um, sell my soul for a glass of beer. Yeah, but that turns dark. <laughs> no, you didn't say it had to be light. It had to be Fair. refreshing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah refreshing I, I, in what way? Yeah. You know, the shots in the Lost Weekend for some reason this might be problematic. But they <laughs> they look they look very delicious. 
Maybe we have to have a dark Rushmore and a light Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that that movie does not make me feel like, oh, that's a refreshing drink he's drinking. It makes me feel like there is nothing refreshing about the character. No, no. He is, at no point is he satiated. I you don't, you don't want an icy glass of rye. I see, Artie. Cool. I mean, it's not alcoholic, but the the lemonade in in, um, in Lawrence of Arabia is probably the yeah. most refreshing drink I've ever oh seen. Oh my god! Yeah. Or yeah, the one in uh, in Ben Hur where Jesus gives him the water. Yep, yep, yeah, that too. Yep. I mean, there's just a couple times in this where like these guys need a glass of water, really, really it's just bad. water, yeah, just yeah. anything. And the, only, and, the, and the only water they have is just like filled with mud. Yeah, at it's one point gross. he's drinking or it's they, yeah. giving somebody like yeah. dirt, the, the, dirt the, water. The, like, the, yeah. the the dying Frenchman, like yeah, 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 literally just like a huge fucking puddle. Ugh. Yeah, and it's just but that that's. Trench life. That's what you do. We'll have to put that out to Twitter as the most uh, so refreshing alcoholic beverages. I think we need a special history. episode on racing. this to prep because <laughs> I think with a couple of weeks to think about this, this could be a fantastic episode. We could do a draft. Yeah. A fight. Yeah. Some of the wine in Sideways looks refreshing. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. When he drinks the, um, the container full of spit. Water, a spit <laughs> no, yeah, wine. Not, not so much. <laughs> he no. chugs not, it. And, and not the eating, scene I'm talking about. Him eating, uh, drink, him drinking that that prized bottle of uh, of wine in the in the fast food place probably goes on the dark rush. <laughs> <laughs> the dark Rushmore. The dark Rushmore. Drink. It's like the dark web of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> this is Mekala from some of BPC's most downloaded episodes, like Braveheart, Titanic, and The Princess Bride. I wanted to wish BPC a happy third birthday. Three years of inconceivable behavior. Cheers. We talk about the boot, the boots. montage. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna mention yeah? that. Yeah. So you know, Franz, he, they take his boots because when you only have one foot, you don't need a great pair of boots. Well, they don't. Well, they take it. Well, okay, so for Paul, the first, he gives them to Paul. Okay. Well, yeah. Then then Paul gives them to New York. Paul gives, and then you see them transfer from person to person. Chris. But before that, he real he finds out his leg is gone, and yeah. then they tra- the one guy like. You don't need them anymore, man. Yeah. Like, give them to me. You know, yeah. it's like the 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 lack of they're so um, desperate. Callous. Well, well, desperate, but all yeah, like, yeah. That's more where I was going here, and it is uh, they're so traumatized, and so like life is so uh, uh, cheap at this point to them. Yeah, it's like oh, too bad for you about your leg, but like no. you don't need the fucking boots. Give right. them to me. They're great boots. Yeah. yeah and, well, so he doesn't take them right in that moment. Yeah, I think he, the guy dies, and that's when they take. Paul yeah. takes them and he we gives saw them earlier in the movie how important and they were right. to him and how proud he was. Yeah. His uncle gave them to me. I had the best boots in the yeah. army. You yeah. know, it was my Corinthian that, leather boots. It was his. <laughs> it was his prized possession. You know, that's why he. That that was yeah. one of the things getting him through where he was there. So and he's, watching that the second. Time yeah, brutal. was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. and, and then know where it's gonna go. Paul takes the boots and gives them to I forget again. Mueller. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I, I I'm I have a hard time yeah, deciphering yeah, yeah. them. He's so happy. He's walking around like, oh, I'm so comfortable. And then the next scene, dead. And yeah. now another yeah. guy has the boot. And like yeah. Yeah. this is it. Just it's what a great device, like a totem. Yep, almost to Genius. show yeah. the uh, just that these guys are just dropping like flies. You know. Yeah, you can definitely tell that influenced Spielberg with the the letter. Yep. Mm, right. Where everyone oh, that carried everyone that carried the letter yeah, yeah, and saving right. Private Ryan ended up getting killed. It's yeah. the same yeah. thing as the boots. But it, it's just such an effective way to show how they're all recycled in numbers. Yeah. And it's just brutal. Because yeah. like on the surface, like if I explain that, it probably sounds stupid. Well, that's why it's such a great way to uh, again, we always talk about show don't tell me, show 100%. me. That's the perfect mm-hmm. way to do it, you yeah, know. Without question. I agree. Yeah, and just another time to emphasize how exquisite the direction is in yeah. this film. I mean, it's Top just notch. like, this is a vision, you know, this is a vision and this is someone taking control. And he, 
obviously was given the control through the producer. Chris, as you said, there's probably so many of these, not even just early projects, projects, you know, we see them all the time throughout yeah. the last hundred years of movies. People who, you know, had a vision, wanted to do something, production companies wouldn't let him and then Corrupted. they had to either do a director's cut or you never found I mean I feel like that's every Ridley Scott movie <laughs> yeah right um, I've talked about how I saw influence in Kill Bill 2 directly from the guy going blind uh, you talked about the Fablements and the you know the boot to the no I'm sorry the uh, Saving Private Ryan yeah, yeah. The, the note Anyone get Full Metal Jacket vibes from the opening? Very much. Boot camp, like yeah. even, even when they put the cover on them and beat them with the sticks, it's just like putting the cover on them and beating yeah. them with the soap. I think you nailed this artist. It's it's yeah. it's straight. It's Kubrick took this and jacked it up with yeah. steroids and rage. Story, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, Kubrick used a ton of this in Paths of Glory too. I mean. That's Kubrick's oh, World War One movie. I mean, yeah. it's like that's yeah. that's the successor to this movie. The, is the, oh really? Oh oh, Artie, oh yeah. Watch I mean, Pairs of Glory. Oh, okay. Yeah. The yeah. the ripple the ripple effect this movie has cannot be you underestimated. Can, yeah. can, Grant, do you think there you can make a war movie without this being an influence? I mean, that it would seem irresponsible. Yeah. Well, no, how about that's what I'm Platoon? Saying. It's another one. Yeah. No, it's I don't clearly... think there's a war a modern war movie that hasn't taken from this. I mean, of course, it would be silly not to. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He he films. War the right way, and everyone goes, "Oh, this is how we're supposed yeah. to." Do right, this is how it's like, got to be. I'm not going to fuck with this. This yeah. is right, yeah. right. Because again, we've used the word visceral so many times. This yeah. is what it is. Even yeah. even as even as warfare has changed, like you know, in Platoon, it's not the same. Not that war is not fought the same way. No, as this. very different. But there's still influence. Yeah, there's, from this, they're still they're you know. still throwing kids out there. And yeah. just like feeding the exactly. war machine, feeding the war machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very ahead of its time. The way it, the way it touches on how authority can really corrupt someone, and how they behave towards people. Yeah. Be, with the postman, the postman at the beginning of the movie is, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I forgot your mail. Evil hoss. Next time we see him, he's you know the drill sergeant, and yeah. he's. Yeah, he's a up, dick Himmy? to them. How you doing, Himmy? Yeah, yeah and huh? it's like I have oh, well, power. You're so familiar with me. He Line said, up. Look, look at my coat. Look at my rank. Yeah. Like I have power now. You're under me, and he's always been a servant, a liver, literally a civil servant. God, that's something that will never change. You know, give it's a little power <laughs> to the wrong person. person. What's the movie with Billy Kudrup the... about the uh, the real life prison experiment? Crudup, you mean? Oh, Crudup? Um, the uh, Stanford experiment. Stanford, Stanford experiment. experiment. It's that. It's, yep. You give people a little bit of power, they'll turn on their but friends and hate them, be evil to them. What happens when he shows up in the actual trench? Yeah. falls yeah. apart it's completely out of his the, the, the yeah. live well that the comes from a middle manager yeah, yep. just, yeah. that comes from this too the the drill sergeant right he uh, goes yep. he ends up in the war finally in the actual war and boom what happens he's gone yeah. he's he's taken out it's like immediately it, this is i i don't think this movie was influenced by all quiet but in the, in the movie waiting where, <laughs> where, <laughs> what? When when uh, when the manager just as long is Paul. When yes. when when the manager has to run food out and he has no idea how to read the That's fucking right. tickets. That's yeah. so it's funny. Like, yeah, you can manage us all you want, but in real life, you have no idea what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Impressive. Talk about talk about an accurate fucking portrayal of something. I mean, that movie that nails never, I, the restaurant business so well. It really well. does, yeah. You're gonna mail me a Sunday, damn it? I want it now. Dude, I have searched for that gif, a gif, whatever, on the internet for years. It's not there. You're gonna mail, You're me, gonna a mail me a Sunday? <laughs> we'll send you the uh, certificate in the mail. Um, uh, yeah, I want it now, God damn it. Justin Long, 100%. Unbelievable. Yeah, She'll cast. have a water. Ah, hell, it's her birthday. Get her a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> 
take a, you know what? I'll take a Sunday. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds well, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to kill her. Yeah, I'll kill yeah, her. That's what she says. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Ooh, that does sound good. <laughs> that's exactly let's talk about the, uh, the girls. That Right. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I think there are some really great moments, not just from storytelling, but just from a technical from technical execution. I think it's really incredible what they've done sometimes. After the boys, after the the guys go into the house and it cuts away, goes to Paul. Uh, go, no, goes to Cat and to Jaren, and it, you know it go it it does their little scene, and then it goes back, and the living room is now empty. And it's just like the record that's just still spinning. And the, even and the it's, empty it's been, bottles or whatever. Over for a while. You know exactly what's happening. Right. You know exactly what's going on. And they just are like, you guys, you guys know, you guys can figure it out. Like, we don't have to tell you. It's just the. It's brilliant. Yeah. The restraint that they showed there. Grant, what was, what was happening? S- sex? Sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. They're writing poems to that's each what other. what I thought. Chris, they were doing it. Oh, uh, I thought so. That's what <laughs> we call the Chris G section of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> what were those? Where, where Grant explains. Cue, what, the, yeah. cue the Barry White. <laughs> now, um, you know, four of us are married. You guys met your wives by doing handstands in a river, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Naked? That's how yeah. I met my wife. I gave, I gave my wife. A, Taking a, notes over here. I gave, I gave my wife a loaf of really soggy bread <laughs> and some sausage. And it was well, you gave her sausage, sausage, all right. All you, you, you swam it to her, right? Was it, yeah. yeah, she Graham. loved that, right? Was it turnip bread? It was turnip bread. <sighs> it was the key to her heart. Writing God, things down over here. Getting, I'm the learning girls everything. love turnip bread when oh it's soaking God. wet out of the Gotta river. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> better. But yeah, Grant, they, you're right. They do a great job. Like Again, showing you yeah. without... They let you do the work. To you. Yeah. yeah, brilliant storytelling. Yeah, and and I we, we talked about this before, but his his conversation with uh, Suzanne, that you don't you don't see them. You just kind of see the the shadow of the bed frame or or whatever, and you don't re- you don't need anything more than that. Mm. It, it almost it almost it's one of those things where they're having this intimate conversation, and you're kind of not supposed to be a part of it. You're not really supposed to get right too close. Yeah. So it's, it, it, well, it's there. It would it would have it would have completely undercut if you were in the bedroom with them. It yes. would have undercut everything. Well, it's like the, their intimate time, and you don't get to see it. Right. But but you know what's happening. Right. Yeah. And You're eavesdropping super, on it. Yeah. It's great. It's and then when well the other done. two guys calm down, it's just it's so well done. It's yeah. just such good storytelling good. that um, does not. It's not lazy at all. I do want to go back to something Grant said earlier and and then go to the scene I think is quite important when Paul is on leave. Yeah. And he meets with I don't know exactly who that was. Is it his sister? The, the old No, no. I'm talking about the older gentleman. The older guys in the bar the, yes. one of who know all dad, about right? the war. One yes. of them was his dad? Yes, his That's dad was involved. His yeah. dad and a bunch of assholes. And they're just yeah. talking about armchair generals. Yeah. This this is what you guys have to if you guys want to come home, this is what you have yeah. to do. Man, and have you'll no take, you'll take Paris. And they have no yeah. clue. Yeah, yeah, I I you you know about the some of these details, but like you don't see the bigger picture right. and this yeah. is what it and these guys have no clue what Fucking it's really assholes. like. The timelessness is of know-it-all assholes at home. Yeah, and and Grant said something earlier that was important that this movie it really is about the war machine and feeding, like you said, feeding that machine this, yeah. with with young fresh bodies, men, yeah, and and that's what this movie is really trying to say. Like this is, it's just <clears> this <throat> machine, 
and these guys go in and either they're, they're what either they're killed or their lives are just destroyed. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I it is. I think the whole the whole thing can be summed up in that exchange where yes, where he says, you know, talking about how brutal he goes. No, 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 you're you're not looking at the big picture, right? You know that whole line right there. There's, no, the big picture. Yeah. It's the guys up, up up here. They're doing the strategy and they're yeah. like. From down there, you can't see what their vision is. It's like, well, dude. So you're just, you're sitting at a fucking bar. Like, what do you? Yeah. Like, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and what's a bigger picture yeah. than people's lives? Yeah, it's you like know? you're not right. playing. Well, that's with, the thing. With, it's you're not playing with with like these little, aren't toy soldiers. Chess pieces or yeah. little toy soldiers. Yeah, little exactly. army figures. Like these are people. These are these are sons. Slaughter. These are yeah. husbands. But yeah. they're not to the people there because it's just all about the fatherland. Yeah, and that, the victory. Yeah. And, and that is what's playing like a giant game of risk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the front. You're just gonna take Paris. You just have to take this line. And then you're good. I don't know why you're complaining. And this yeah. and it's crazy that like this movie is almost a hundred years old and it's speaking to something that still is happening. Philosophically, it's timeless. Philosophically, it's timeless. This happened with the aging Greece, with the aging yeah. Greeks. This happens. happens happening. Yeah. War, war yeah. isn't is a is a very it's it's a dark DNA of humanity. It, it's yeah. Yeah, it it's inherent in in, a, in our uh, us as a species. Right. Well, it's, war, you know? war, yeah. What was the line from Blood Blood Meridian, Joey, where uh, the judge is like, "War has been, war was war has been here before man, just waiting for him to arrive." <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. That's the judge. It's oh, the wow. best line in that book. Yeah. It's yeah, and that, that's it's totally it's true. about right. It's supernatural. We're just more advanced, so our battles aren't like you know two herds fighting each other. Right. We got exactly. we have tanks. We just, we've yeah. evolved to a scary point. But yeah. Paul, this is where Paul says like war isn't like it is back here. Like this yeah. isn't what it is. Like it's not just lines on a map. It's mm-hmm. humans. And again, we go back to that front card where it's the men who are destroyed, not even by shells, but by the war itself. Because you know. I was thinking, Chris, when you were talking about the fact that the guy, the two hands on the barbed wire was a real man. Think about, all right, that guy I, died instantaneously. Not on screen, but uh, right, it was right. based on a real story. Yeah. Of, no, I know. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I know what you said. Yeah. But think about the guys who watched that happen. They now have to still go fight to preserve their own life while fighting for their country. And yeah. like, just and, the and level of trauma that goes into this yeah, is profound. Even, even if they do make it home, they're fucked. Exactly. They're just accumulating trauma. They exactly. can't deal with any of it over there. They have to wait till they get yeah. home. And right. this, you know, we, we called it shell shock at this point. We didn't even have the, we literally didn't have the language for what these men were going through. Yeah. I well, need 45 minutes to unwind when I get home from my normal job. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to go to war for even one day and come home, I'd probably never be the same. I think a literally. lot. Literally. Some, something that sums it up too. It's my quote. So I, can I just do it now? If, sure. If, yeah. I, I have mine ready to go now too. Um, it, it kind of speaks to exactly this, like what we're talking. These these men in, in war, where uh, they, yeah, they're enemies, but they really aren't. At the end of the day, they have nothing. They don't know each other. They're 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 really the same. And it's when Paul is talking to uh, essentially the the dead French soldier in the yeah. in the trench, and he says, um, "Quote, you know, if you jumped in here again, I wouldn't do it. You see, when you jumped in here, you were my enemy, and I was afraid of you." But you're just a man like me, and I killed you. Forgive me, comrade. You're dead. You're better off than I am. You're through. I can't do any more to you now. So, like, he's realizing in that moment that, yeah, I killed you because I was afraid of you and that you're, quote, unquote, my enemy, but you're not. Yeah, we're the same. Right. Yeah, you're, that's you're, a, you're only the enemy because people told me you're the enemy. Exactly, yeah, and exactly. That's, and that's a great quote. And it just made me think about the scene when they're all talking about why the war started and yeah. they don't know. They don't know, right. Yeah. yeah. And like that's that's great quote. Yeah, they I, all blame other people. Yeah. Like, well, France started it. 
Yeah, I have. So my quote is is kind of speaking to going back home and shell shocked in that. And this is in the exchange, the sadly brief exchange between Paul and Cat there when they reunite at the yeah. end. Oh. And he's talking about talking to his mom and his hometown, and and he uh, he says very simply, "It's not home back there anymore." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and brutal. Line. Just like whoa. You I mean, know, and that's Kat, and that's Cat already knows that. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, Cat's Kat a lifer, it, and that's know? really something that you hear real soldiers talk about. Their transition home is always whole... very challenging. Oh right? yeah, the Hurt this Locker. one predates all the movies that we've covered a, yeah. a few already, but all of the the, the coming home movies and yeah. readjusting to society yeah. and where, yeah. where you know cinema would go there next. I don't so they, know... they started with this and then would yeah. kind of move that way. I don't know how much, how well liked this movie is, but I it's always pretty well liked. No, oh, no, yeah. no. I'm ta- the movie I'm about to oh mention. oh Sorry. probably not well liked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I always really... SLC Punk. <laughs> well, I do great. like. I do like. Oh, that's that a great one. movie. That's a good one. Um, there we go. Devin Sow on top of shit. Have you, you guys have seen Jarhead? Most oh yeah, of you? Of yeah. I love Jarhead. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I don't Mendes. know. I don't know if that movie is well liked in general. I know. I knew a. I knew an ex soldier that did not like. Yeah, that I don't. Um, I a Marine I know hates it. I knew. I, I, I hate I, it. Well, you just well, don't like. Gyllenhaal. You don't like Gyllenhaal. In that movie, that I mean, that movie is a set. A lot of it is about. I know the the boredom within that war and the uh, and the futility of that war and everything yeah. else. But there's a lot about the tr- after they're them coming home and what they're coming back to and and their lives falling apart while they're there, and they can't do anything about it because yeah. they're stuck there, right? Like so that that movie always stuck with me because I'm like, wow, it just must be so hard. Like you are not the same person when you come back, and and, and yeah. this movie is speaking to that. And you mentioned yeah. it way you before a movie we're going to cover at some point Hurt Locker already oh yeah Joey mentioned it too it's the yeah. same concept he comes back mm-hmm. and he immediately re-enlists like even yeah. though he has yeah. a newborn that's not what he knows and also it's a bit of an adrenaline addiction 100% mm. it's just yeah and, and, and just to him war makes sense now right. like it's like diffusing bombs is simpler than picking out a box of cereal and that's yeah. his job and yeah. he, he's become addicted to his job he's very good at it yeah. and you adapt to it and then you don't know how to adjust otherwise because the trauma is normalized somewhere else. I guess cereal's how we're, we'll get to milk here with this conversation. We have to get to milk somehow. There's no milk. Is there milk in this movie? I don't think, I don't so. think no. so. No, luckily. No, the Germans couldn't afford. They couldn't get milk. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Joey's Joey's like I. I should have been a German soldier. This <laughs> 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 like would have been fine a, with my turnip bread. That's and not a bad mud gig. water. <laughs> I would have been eating great. Was that definitely turnip bread he was carrying across the river? I thought it was like a cured meat, like a well, sopressata no, or something. But he had, he had it, was like, not, it was not super sad. He, he had like a like a sausage or like sure a, they're in Germany. He had sausage or something, right? One hand, he had like a brick in the other. I'm assuming that the brick was bread. Yeah, like who wants sausage from a river? <laughs> like that's just disgusting. Uh, well, we, we, uh, listen, we're, we're at, we'll get to the nitpick zone. Well, I mean, yeah, dude, there, there will be a nitpick zone. Already, at some point, they're eating literally eating sawdust. So I right. mean, yeah, what yeah. anything is good when you're river starving. sausage is fantastic when it's compared when to sawdust when you're starving to death, right. literally. Congratulations, best picture cast on your third anniversary. This is the Bobcat, and I'm so proud that the BPC has moved beyond just being a trilogy. Now entering its fourth season, it's a full-blown franchise. And I'm thinking, just like DC, Marvel, all these big brands, it's time for you to start doing offshoots, kind of exploring different characters. Let's get into the Best Picture cast universe with some new shows. Here are a couple ideas. One, Grant could talk about 
doing great graphic design for podcasts and Instagram posts. That would be fun. And here's my second one. This is just a working title, but this one is called Bobcat Loves Awesome Movies and Artie is a Grump. So those are some ideas. Let's explore the Best Picture Cast universe moving forward into our fourth year. Congratulations, everyone. And I can't wait to see you in the next recording. Bye-bye. You want to talk about unbelievable 1930s cinematography here. The shot of them through the mirror looking up at the poster. Dude. Really impressive yeah. scene. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's, they, yeah. they were flexing there. Yeah. They're like, all right, you know, we're, we're going for it here. They invented something done. and they really made yeah. sure you everybody Love knew at that point. That. Love to see it. I mean, that's yeah. the type of thing. I see that in... In a, in a movie from from the 2010s, and I'm like, oh, good shot, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. like 1930, boom, and because it, it takes you a second to figure out what you're looking at, you know, like, right? The perspective, the, the perspectives of? off, yeah, it's weird, yeah. yeah. And it's when he pulls his hand up to rip it, you're like, oh shit, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. great, it's, it's great really, shot, it's really cool. Scene. Yeah, I had a note about that one. Yeah. Uh, the other the other shot that stuck out to me just while we're here is the um, after we get the first death, the first on screen death, kind of in the in the very beginning. And there's yeah, the, the train. first bomb goes off while they're marching, right? Yeah, and the one guy yeah. is just we dead. We see the train through the window. And, you know, oh, the everything through the window is amazing. Yeah, yes. and then the passing, the passing of time there with that. Well, even the, the very beginning where the the, um, the the march is going on the parade, and then it zooms out into the classroom, yeah. and then you see them like because like at that point the kids are separate from the war, and then how does the scene end with them running out? Running past the open, running past the window on the outside, symbolizing that they're included now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the director of photography for Casablanca. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. This is not a, a random uh, baseball he's card we're chops. throwing out this there. This guy's yeah. got chops. Yes, yeah. yeah, he's he's got a resume. Yeah. He's fantastic. Can we talk about Cat's death? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're we're probably about there. Was yeah. there anything else in the middle that, that you had to throw out? Does already uh, have any silly I'm, things? I'm okay. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So you know, Paul coming back and reuniting with Cat, like now he feels, you know, like we were talking about with the Hurt Locker, like this is his normal now, like this is yeah. his comfort zone, and for that to be taken away from him is just devastating. There is a cool moment in that scene of 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 Cat straining to look at who's calling at him, yeah, and yeah. probably in his head saying, "Who the fuck is this?" Like I've, I've <laughs> yeah. seen so many of these guys come through here, and then you see that moment of joy. It's Paul. Like I, yeah. he's pumped. I he's like pumped. Paul. Yeah. Like yeah. Paul's like Paul's one of the this good my ones. Guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that was kind of a nice scene because you saw the years in Cat's eyes in that. You saw how many how many faces, how many dead faces yeah. of yeah, people he, just passing through his time. And, and that, I love yep. how the war doesn't stop. The first thing he has to do as soon as he sees them is duck down because it's a shell exactly. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they they also to John he talks about right the scene right before that where he's like yeah there's another crop of young guys and yep. like they don't know anything and they're even like, younger so, than the last so right? they've been doing they've been going through they've been through this so many times with all these like just guys are coming and going and coming and going so but like Paul is one he's a friend he's yeah. been there a while been they've there. been through a lot together and he's a friend and that, that really shows in that scene you know yeah. they keep coming in younger and less trained yeah. but Paul's you know normal and they get along so well yeah. and they're so bonded. We didn't really. I know we re- we touched on it, but this, the the lack of score. Uh, we didn't really talk about why. Like that was on purpose. That was a yeah, conscious go, decision. Mm-hmm. The director wanted to did not want to take away from the seriousness of the subject matter, and also wanted you to feel as if you were kind of in it in the shit. Let's say, yeah, with them. 
and it really is effective because all all you can concentrate on is what they're saying and just like you guys said bomb after bomb going off and you're not distracted at all by a score it's also i know Artie hates they're not telling you how to feel or how you're supposed to feel yeah. there's nothing there uh the only scene i didn't like because it was no score like i got i don't know it just stood out as a scene that could have used a little something is when they when they do take the postman and put the thing over the the sheet over him and start hitting him, mm-hmm. it's so quiet. You just hear like right, like yeah, a few okay. like yeah. Yeah. clubs like, ah! hitting him in compl- three stoogiesy. It got a little. It was a little too you know. Yuck 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 yuck. Yeah, yeah. It was silly. Funny, you know, the, the, the close captioning say say uh, Himmelhaus squealing and boy he was he was squealing. squealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Cartman when the doctor's trying to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, man. Uh, w- did you guys all, all, like, how early in did you notice that there was no score? Was it something that you, afterward? It took like, me oh, a wow, while. There was no score in that. Yeah. yeah. When, I was you, even... when you said it in this episode, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. notice. I didn't it's notice. It's funny how that works sometimes. There's like, enough sound to keep you, there's enough, bombs don't stop. So it's, right. yeah, it, you don't notice it. it. For me, it was like, like, I think probably maybe at the first time we see some action, I'm like, is there a score in this movie? Yeah. I haven't heard anything yet. Well, it's yeah. funny because like in, in something like No Country, you notice it pretty early on. There's a I lot of like. still in that movie. Yeah. 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 And, and this one, you, it, it is, there's so much going yeah. on. There's so much other noise that you're just yeah. not paying attention to it. Yeah. Right? And, and No Country, you're, just, like, you're hearing like... Boots like, and sand. Yeah, you're hearing like leaves rustle. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's our only two best picture winners with no score. I'd have to look into that. Yeah, there might be one other one, mm. but let's talk the final scene. Now, Beautiful. Right? Um, you want to talk about imagery on screen here? Yeah, um, I was surprised. I wasn't like it seems like a pretty not you know not to beat this this phrase, but it seemed pretty iconic. But I wasn't. I'd never seen that scene before. Is that something that's like that? Is that image pretty? It is famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've never seen that scene before, but I've seen the helmet with the butterfly on it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was yeah. like when you rented on Prime. Like that was the thing. That the pause up. screen. Yeah. Right. And every time I saw that, I honestly until the last scene, I had no idea. I was like, "Why is this even? Why is this the picture?" And I saw the last scene. I was like, very, "Oh, it makes a lot of sense now." Very, it's beautiful. I mean, it's wonderful. Beautiful yeah. way to end it's wonderful. It, yeah. I I do I do wish that they had they used the butterfly motif a little bit more. Like than just than just that just one. the last time when he's with the sister, yeah, because that's the only. And then like if, if you can, it's very easy. I to like that it. it's subtle. It's funny. No, I, I like it's it. It's funny, Grant. That I like you it. say that because I go finish, finish your talk. No, first I, I, I would have been kind of cool. Like you can still play it very uh, subtly, but just like have him like staring off and like and like earlier in the battle, seeing a butterfly, just see him like just kind of fixated on it. And we've seen that since many many times where they kind of show her but I, I I gotta say I kind of had a little bit of an opposite reaction and I was like wow like I found it so powerful that they didn't see it before because mm. it was just it was just life yep. it was just life and beauty and happiness somewhere yeah. and he was so well, drawn that's, to it that's right. what it was it, it for me it was the cinema symbolism no, to me it connected it just, to his sister and that was it it was just life and see, it was beautiful I, I honestly kind of didn't even remember the scene with the sister when I when I was watching that, yeah, I nor did I. What was the, the what, when, when he was when, with the sister's room? She has butterflies. It, t- like, it ties up. into that. Oh, scene so they did goes, kind of. Show. Yeah, I yeah. know, but it, it, but it's very. Yeah, I don't know. It's I subtle. It's that. very that's subtle. You, yeah, you you thought it. See, it was one of those things where, like, since they showed that, I wish they showed just a tiny. Uh, or, uh, I, I would I'd rather I'd rather them not have it at all. I get what you're saying. I'd rather them not have it at all. Like lean into it or don't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I missed it, 
and I like I yeah. not having it. So yeah, I I, I feel would like, agree I with feel you. Like it would work. It would work better for me had I not like had that scene not been in it. Okay, but yeah. I, I kind of love just the humanity of just like reaching for something beautiful. Yeah, in this, that's right. Just, just, just out of reach. Yeah, yeah it, it's just out of reach. Exactly. Yeah, in this yeah. bleak uh, world, this guy's in. He just reaches for something beautiful yeah. and just can't. Get and then it, and that know. ends him. I yeah. love the idea that the second he basically takes a break for like an instant of becoming a soul of being a soldier and yeah. goes back to being a person for like a split second. That's yeah. when he gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's no room for humanity yeah. in this there's, world. Exactly. You, you fucked up. Like you shouldn't be yeah. reaching through that bar- that bunker you're in because yeah. that is what right. keeps you safe. There's, and now you're dead. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like the coach's son in center field in little league is like chasing a butterfly <laughs> around. <laughs> Hopefully they have been right. Yeah. Except yeah. the but batter. Yeah. Except the batter's a sniper. Yeah, <laughs> there's finally beauty, and you just end it. There's yeah. that great line earlier on after after Bane dies. Cats goes. What what were you thinking going out there getting him? He's already dead. I said, well, that's Bane. He didn't even want to be here. He didn't yeah. even want to be. He's goes, just a corpse. Uh, that's a corpse. Right. Okay, yeah. never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter who it was. Love it, right. Now it's a corpse. Corpse. Yeah. How about the final shot too? Final shot of the crosses and the. Yeah, that's fantastic. Also, yeah, the the yeah. new the new troops looking back quick. No, which no, that was no, from no, the beginning. The old guys. That was the, uh, that was kids. when them were going in. Oh, it was a replay of yeah. the beginning. Oh, I yeah. thought it was the new young guys looking no, back. No, no, it was just the cycle of everything. It, it, it was the original yeah. cast. It was okay. really fantastic. Because that happens at the beginning when the the truck first drops them off to do the wire and leaves. It's them, yeah. The, the overlook of the of the crosses and the yeah. Uh, fantastic yeah, just reminds you of the the cover of Master Puppets, but yeah. uh, Master Puppets is actually the Arlington cemetery. Yeah. yeah, great imagery. Uh, movie movie ends like gangbusters from that from the from the moment where he reunites with cats to the end is just yeah it's good yeah you can't like breathe during it it's just so it's, intense you know these older movies too where all of the credits are stocked in the beginning. So when the movie ends, it's it's, just oh, it's over. Yeah. It's done. It's like the end. end. Yeah, it's not like it's not like, like eleven minutes of credits right. in a James Cameron movie. You know, it's like, very jarring. Yeah, it, in the best way possible. Was, like I, there was no end. There was no end credit scene in this movie. Yeah, no, you didn't just, see like <laughs> Professor X like come out of a bottle and go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Nick Fury comes. That out. would have been some <laughs> ending to this movie. Nineteen <laughs> thirty. Patrick Stewart ter- emerges like a genie. He's like, woo. <laughs> um. Hi. I'm Zita Short, and I was lucky enough to appear on a couple of episodes on this podcast. I was able to talk about Gigi, which we all held very different opinions on, and I also joined the boys to chat about the 2020 Oscars, which was an interesting experience. We certainly had a lot to say about Mank. I'm so glad that she made it to three years, and I really, really look forward to future episodes of the podcast. Well, let's let's just say, let's have a moment on the on the new one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Try, try um, to minimize spoilers. I mean, I know I've already seen the original. Yeah, and, and, well, I guess not, this is a good time. That's new to it. This is a good time. Well, for the, the gas list. and the tanks are new, and I already know about those. Yeah, and the flamethrowers. We've got the flamethrowers. Yeah. Um, oh. This is. <laughs> Was this a COD game? This is a good. Uh, this is a good time to guess for the let the listeners know. If you don't want any spoilers here, um, you know, you can just skip along. We'll put the uh yeah. we'll put the nitpicks on in the yeah. in the in the timestamp. Uh Chris and Artie, you're gonna be exposed to the spoilers because okay. you know you were supposed to watch it, but you didn't. But that's okay. We were supposed to watch um, it. Well, it was mentioned. You didn't have to. I I'm happy 
that you guys were able to live happy lives and not watching it because yeah. it's a fucking I have heard it, ruins. Is, it is upsetting. A, it is a yeah. day ruiner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. in the best way possible. More, yeah. more, uh, Joey. Yeah. Joey, Joey, Joey. Always, every day ruiner is in the best way possible to you. It's like, my day is ruined. Yes. Yeah, I think the next offshoot podcast is therapy sessions with Joey. <laughs> Uh, let's and we eat octopus while we do it live. Joe, Joey's PTSD dip, hour. <laughs> we dip octopus in milk and eat it. <laughs> live octopus. Yes. Okay, for the most part, they do a lot of just expanding and and there's man. I mean, it's kind of like well, quite on the Western Front is basically a lot of like little set pieces kind of put together. Yeah, and this movie does a nice job of kind of inverting the narrative a little bit. I, I thought they, I like how they stacked a lot of the. A lot of those longer, later scenes they put early on, like scenes with the yeah. women, mm-hmm. scene with uh, the food, like going for the food, the rations, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, chicken. Yeah, the I, I think that like because like, I, I I love the original. I do have like there are some issues I have here and there, and I feel like the remake to me corrected those whatever issues I had. Like they only had four friends go over. Mm-hmm. And they're much more distinct right. looking. Uh, so it was way easier to keep track of. Instead of like having six or seven guys coming over, that was only four. That was a big part of it. Just the 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 action in this was incredibly brutal. Yeah. Incredibly I mean, brutal. This brutal. isn't uh this isn't your grandpa's war movie. It's ba- it's minutes. basically it's two and a half hours of the D Day scene. Yeah, just pure carnage. And um <clears throat> but they, they aged down Kat's character. Yes. quite a bit. They probably was yeah. it true to the book. I mean, do, what do you know about um, the book, Joe? Is very it, little. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. That might have been true to the book. I'm maybe. sure it was. I love the title. All quiet on the Western Front. It was phenomenal news. title. Do you know what news? Do you know why? Artie? No, no. I was hoping one of you would. Do you want yeah. to explain it, Joey? Yeah. So when the you know as it was ending, they said there was no news from the Western Front. So they said all quiet so on the Western the, Front. Well, the, okay, they're kicking to, ass on the Eastern Front. Yeah. To expand That's on Lawrence cool. Zone, it's like they're you know the crushing it. The, the, Axis are doing, or, the Eastern Front. Yeah, they're doing well. The Western Front is not going well, and instead of reporting that that things are going badly, it's brutal. They just all quiet. Nothing's Nothing happening here. Yeah. Nothing to see there. here. Yeah. Yeah. All quiet. The rest Ignored of the front. until no we have the news. Germans were doing that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. German press makes yeah. the title even cooler. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing I really loved about the new one. Oh, please, please let it be the thing I hated the most about it. I can't oh. wait. Uh, the very minimal score was fantastic. Oh, there it is. You hated it. Oh, I cannot stand oh. the score. Oh, I movie. fucking now. Loved it. Let me clarify myself. I one thousand percent understand how someone could think it's great and i uh, i'm fully okay with the nomination that's a weird thing to say for someone who states the score the score is so intrusive and aggravating and um phonetically affronting to me i can't yeah that's what it's supposed to do and which is fine but i don't want that while i'm watching a movie i i don't and, and and it's it's okay i get it i'm not saying it's bad I think it's, it just didn't work I think for it's you. Artistically good, it doesn't work for my ears. It doesn't work for my oh, mind. Yeah. It, it 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 it's like yeah, it hurts a little, and I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I love. These... I don't. But at the end of the day, I'm watching a movie, and I realize that I'm you know, it's it very would you rather be movie. running around in the front and in the 1917s. I, I I guess right. I get it. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it worked but because it made me feel awful. Just a little too aggressive. It's for very me. I think it's why a lot yeah. of like older people don't like metal music or whatever. Like it's <laughs> it's too harsh. It was it was insistent. 
It was a little insistent. It was a lot. Was it trying to be a little manipulative emotionally? Um, well, no. no, that makes it sound. That makes it sound. That's a completely like different a, thing. That's like makes it sounds like a commercial. Like no, it was like it's just very. It was. Very, it made you feel awful. Ten, and I'm just gonna go. <laughs> at any moment like that's literally like, what the oh, score Jesus. is like, oh. yeah and it's, like, it's, it's almost oh, like, indu- like it's, it's almost like industrial yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 like a tank very, yeah it's very, very Rammstein, it's very Rammstein. Yeah. Like, yeah yeah like like some sort of tank or some sort of machinery yeah. is it's, making it's very loud noise. Um, it's very fucking I, evil it's, like it's yeah. kind of like that it worked I, for um, me it really worked I like the nomination I'm just saying I don't want I like you don't want that if I the next time I watched it if I could watch a version without the score I'd watch it like it's too much for me. I I really liked the um, the addition of the behind the scenes stuff with the negotiations. Uh, I th- I thought that worked out really. I thought that was a really nice touch. It it also it also kind of made it, it also it made the movie more nihilistic in a way. It made it way more devastating when the clock yeah. because well, right. you had a clock. Especially the very end. You made a clock. Yeah. Especially uh, the very very end. The, the the ending in the new one is way more depressing than the, uh, than the original. Oh, yeah, dude. oh, it's way more depressing. It's, honestly, shit. like I was so angry. It's like the mist. I got. It's like, it's no, like the I was mist pissed. I was actually legitimately yeah. pissed. Yeah, and I'm like, this is this this is what fucking people do when they make movies. And like I look, no, it, I had to this look real up, life that fucking happened. I had happened. to look up that it yeah. really happened. It and really then, happened. And then you got even more. And pissed. then I was just de- right. no. Well, and then I was just depressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that went from anger to depression There's really fast. Literally, like, we'll, we'll, we'll leave, we're going to yeah. leave it. No, okay. we're going to leave it. So somehow this gone. conversation has made me really want to yeah, see. Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, it's it's really awesome. best picture nominee. And, right. and also, awesome. yeah, that doesn't say much. We may have to it's do a great, it. It's a great film. We may it's actually great. have to do an entire episode on this, so maybe we. Yeah, leave no, it there. And, no, and yeah, uh, yeah. and we're going to leave. I'm going to leave this next point because this is a negative. I'm going to leave this spoiler free. I don't like how they did Cat's demise in this one. I. They did something completely different. I don't know exactly what they were trying to do. I don't really like it. So. Uh, I, 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 I didn't mind it. it yeah. I didn't mind it. Keep it spoiler free. I would have preferred it a little bit differently, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Okay. Has there ever been a remake that won Best Picture? Um, that won Best Picture. If this one were technically covering the same yeah. material. Yeah, so I don't believe so, but we do have a couple nominees. Mutiny and the yeah. Bounty. Directed by Lewis Milestone, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Side Story nominated. last year. West Side Story last year. Uh, that oh, what the fuck's that movie? The one of Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Stars, Stars, Stars Born. But that wasn't a winner. That but yeah, but I think that was nominated. nominated a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. nominated. Yeah. yeah, so I'd have to. There might. There might. I feel be, like oh, last Caval, year's uh, Cavalcade was remade into Titanic. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Gladiator and Ben Hur are similar, but not. Yeah, but they're no, not no, really no, like. That's not the same source material. It's not. No. 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 Yeah, if we missed one out there, people, please obliterate us on Twitter. We're please. Ready. At please. Best Picture Cast. Engage. Happy third birthday, Best Picture Cast podcast. This is Jay Dowski. I have actually had the privilege of being on a couple of the episodes, but it's really listening to all the episodes that I enjoy the most. I have a good time trying to keep up with all the new content coming out every week and all the new episodes that are being released. So please keep it up, BPC, and happy birthday. Uh, okay, Maddie. I think we can leave the, yeah, the yeah. new version. I guess you can just see Chris and Artie staring at me saying, don't ruin anymore. Don't I know, ruin. I'm like, well, we is it said- time to head to the nitpicks? Instead of doing the nitpick zone music, I'm just going to put the score to the, to the new. Boom, Here we go. Okay, 
the nitpick zone, gentlemen. Do we have? Uh, I, w- I was like mildly concerned that people would be like, I don't really have anything. But I, like everyone seems like, oh, I let's don't go. have anything. I, Chris doesn't. I really Grant looks pretty. Big. I have I zero. Got, it's funny because this is like the most I have. Um, I, I thought of one when we we're having this episode. Kemmerich can just wear his own boots. He doesn't have military issued boots. You're thinking of a different time in the world. They they couldn't feed them. They're if somebody brings their own boots, you they're know, super pumped about he it. He probably went to get the military grade issue boots, and they looked at his boots and were like, "Well, you know what? Yeah. You're set, dude." I think that's a pretty good question because you got to think the German. You're not allowed to, to wear your own clothes. Got to be uniform. They couldn't feed them. This was the end of the war. This wasn't. No, the but they of the keep. War. They're recycling the uniforms. So when everyone right. dies, they pull them and they. Yeah, they no, I know, but they. It's yeah. the guy with the ill-fitting, jer- you know, the yeah. ill-fitting jersey. Yeah, that, ill-fitting. That, that was actually another great scene from the, the from the remake that was not included. Holy shit. Yeah, flicking Ooh, off the that, whole that, that, shit. That, just, yeah, that yeah. set the tone he, real he, quick. The tags on the floor. He, must have, he must have returned that one. It must have been too yeah. small. I have okay. one. Okay, yeah, already. So when they do get the the pig and they're going to cook it, they're going to light a fire indoors. And smoke? It. Get smoked out? Just Kelly killed themselves? Crack a window, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what's that? and then what? Then there's a building with a flame and smoke coming out of it. Everyone's got to know they're there. Yeah, maybe, yeah. They, maybe they have a crockpot. That's a good point, actually. They have eight, <laughs> they have eight crockpot. They're just slow cooking. All the, They're just shredding pig. I literally just, just went through it in my Hawaiian head. Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, I just exactly. went through it in my head, and I'm like, no, Artie's right. There's really no way. That- <laughs> they, would, they would die. That'd be the end of the movie. Usually my nitpicks get shot down, so I'm glad. Oh, he's had the pick win for Artie. <laughs> Stunhead pick zone. So, do you have a little one, Grant? Because mine's kind of on the big, bigger uh, side as far as scenes go. Okay, no, I, I got one. Yeah, so um, I don't care if someone's buying you drinks. When Tajardin was getting wasted instead of trying to get laid, that seems like the most ridiculous thing to me. Yeah, well. For as, for as like, pent up as he probably was, I'd be like, okay, one drink, then I got to go see about a girl. Grant, this is called alcoholism. <laughs> and, and also, and no, I mean, sometimes. sometimes you need a few to like last a little longer. One's too many, and uh, thirteen is not enough. <laughs> okay, uh, Guardia. We already talked about this, but when they break that liquor bottle and drink out of it, they're putting glass into their intestines. Yeah, yeah, esophagus mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the least of their problems. Yeah, they were worried about their inner stomach lining at this uh, point. They have know, to worry about their next battle. They may, they may. Start to be concerned when there's glass shards <laughs> shredding their small intestines. Probably way more worried about the bombs. I'll, I'll take the, the glass sharded, yeah. uh, like the, the, the ghost schlager style Hennessy. This is just a, a small one. Right? Paul's mom kissing him like Tom Brady kisses his kids. Oh, my God. I no, <laughs> forgot to mention that. Yeah. Just dude. a nice, nice wet mouth that kiss. That was weird, dude. Yeah. The mom. Where do we know her from? Is she in another movie we've covered? The mom. I don't think okay. so. Good dude, question. she looks so familiar That's to me. Dude, I, she's been you know, in 5,000 movies. No, and I, I, didn't... I thought the same thing. I thought she was in a movie we covered, too. Beryl Mercer. Beryl Mercer, yeah. She wasn't in Airheads? She's in Paul Mooney's Public Enemy. <laughs> she was in Spotlight, right? <laughs> she was isn't she, isn't she the ghost grandma in Ghostbusters 2 that <laughs> takes the baby? Oh, she was Slimer. Oh. Vigo. Yes, they regenerated her image to have her play... Uh, a zombie grandma. Uh, she was indeed in Cavalcade. Oh, yes, Cavalcade. Oh, wow. That's what it was. She played uh, the cook in Cavalcade. I knew oh, she looked familiar. There you go. All right. I just have to. I said Paul Mooney's public enemy. I meant. I meant James Cagney for everyone screaming and yelling yeah. out there. No, but yeah. Grant, you're completely right. She kisses him for a very long time directly on the right mouth. in the right in the mouth. I was. That was very odd. Yeah, it's probably why he goes back. 
<laughs> He's like, my mom's a creep. I'm out of here. I'm going back to the war. Take a look at this final scene, carrying Cat back. He gets hit by the second blast. So the first blast hurts him, right. injures his him. His leg. His, yeah, his and he's, I guess I'm not his, walking back. His leg, yeah. Now he's being carried on his back. Right. Now the next blast is enough to kill the guy being carried. But Paul doesn't feel it. it. But not even take Paul off his feet. It, no. it was... What I think it was was the shrapnel and just missed Paul and got him and just caught him in something the head got him or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This now, was confusing to me. It was. Yeah, to yeah, me yeah, too. No, it, yeah. I thought he just and, died being and, carried. And it's kind of how it was filmed for me. Yeah. Like it was. But this is this is what I was talking about before. Limitations, like, of course. But like, there's you the know. Time. Yeah. This is the nitpick zone. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh, we I, got we I, got it. We got to throw out there. And the other one, and, and uh, this is maybe someone who's in the military at home that that can you know, rip me to shreds on this one or not, but you're carrying the man. You're talking to the man. You know, I realize you think he's passed out or whatever. Well, wouldn't you feel a dead body? Like, yeah. wouldn't you feel his Big heart not yeah. beating? I or mean, just, like, I would just have dead to, weight. Yeah. You know? If you're carrying someone, you can, he, he would, he would carry differently. Yeah. Probably. If he was just d- dead, I, dead weight, been, even if he's I, passed out, his heart yeah. is still beating. He's still breathing. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. It's been, it's been a little bit since I've carried a dead body. <laughs> So I can't really say with much certainty. No, I, I would, I would, I would think that it's a, it does have a different feel to it. Yeah, you got to feel him breathing. You feel his heart beating. I just, it would be, uh, you know, in the newer one, I thought maybe that they they kind of handled the chaos a bit better. He was also walking him and wasn't. Yeah, but, yeah and there's man, explosions man. going off everywhere, which are vibrations. So are you really going to feel a heartbeat or notice breathing? I, I feel like it's, it's more about it's more about noticing the weight. I feel like yeah. you, I feel like yeah. of course, or that like heavier. he's not responding to you when you no. talk to him. For instance, I don't know. If you're carrying a well, person he said he fully, was, thought he was passed out. And there's yeah. a hysteria there. I, yeah, I, I get yeah. that. If you're carrying a person fully on your shoulders, whether they're conscious or not, does not add weight. Um, mm. I know what Grant's no, saying though. They're the same. There's a yeah. feel to it. Someone right. breathing, someone who's breathing, and someone who's not breathing, I think carries differently. Like, like carrying your daughter. When she's like a like asleep is different than carrying her to the kitchen when she's awake. Yes, I'm not sure that translates to exactly what we're talking about. Well, we're, right we're talking we're talking about like a like, like a, somebody. You're talking. I'm talking. All right, we're, we're, this I'm would talking, be an I'm accurate talking, comparison, talking, and I'm not going to use my daughter as an example. But let's say I'm carrying my friend and he's passed out to bed, or I'm carrying my friend and he's dead to bed. Like, am I really going to know the difference? Especially I think you when you're will. Rushing to I a think you will though. if he dies while you're carrying him. Is my point. I'm just saying, like, he's breathing one moment and his heart's beating one moment, and then the next half a mile that you're walking, he's not. Or, he's not or, breathing. I don't want to lose listeners. I don't want to stay on this for too long. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I think or you're like, just trying to get him to the hospital, so you're just trying to get him there. Yeah, you're, you're not, not really, thinking, like, oh, you're talking. You're how many really breaths per minute? You're not really noticing. Yeah, you're yeah. Not, yeah it's a, there's, there's, a, there's a fog of war there, I, I suppose. Just take hey, it's songs. Twitter questions. We don't have a ton, but uh, we're going to uh, dabble with a few. We'll, we'll start with Zeta Short. It's all quiet on the Twitter front? All quiet on the Twitter front. It, it has been since, since some of the algorithms have changed. Let's start with... Zeta Short asking a question that I'm pretty sure we can't answer. Our good friend Zeta. And by the way, this movie was banned in New Zealand at, 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 for a And it's her birthday. Time. So happy birthday, it's a, Zeta's Zeta. birthday today. Happy yeah. birthday. A big yes, happy guess, birthday to happy Zeta Short. Happy birthday. Yeah, a probably impossible question on her birthday. So yes, very well, apropos. Maybe we all have to watch this movie now as a birthday present to, uh, <laughs> to, to Zeta here. But that's great that it's uh, on, on recording day we have Zeta's is it? It's not banned birthday. anymore, is it? No. No, it was no. banned for a brief period of time. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, Never know in New Zealand, Zeta Short asks, how do the battle sequences in this film compare to those found in The Big Parade? Chris? <laughs> we have not seen the... Uh, Chris! 
We have not seen the big parade here. Sorry. Hundred uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it? Is that right? Okay. So I think maybe as a as a birthday present to Zeta, we got to go watch the big parade. The big parade came out in 1925. Silent so a, war film. A good question if you've seen it, because you know you can kind of compare like, all right, how innovative was All Quiet on the Western Front to something that came out five years prior? So I'll say similar. Yes. Okay. Artie's just gonna shoot for it. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. So maybe that's one we got to do. I'm sure uh, that might even might even be one you can. I'm gonna send Zita a gift card because I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gift. ship a, ship a gift card internationally. <laughs> gift cards are banned like, in uh, New do Zealand. They, do they have Best Buys in, in Auckland? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love this one from our very own Oz. Here we go. Oh boy, Chris, you're gonna like this one. Okay. Oz asks, which one of you would survive the longest in trench warfare? Not me. Hmm. Probably Joey. So I have a I have like an Joey? answer. I, I think I would, but because I would literally just hide until I starve to death. Yeah. Uh, so I that's a few that days. Be, that might be a week. Yeah, but see, with the German army, they're gonna if they see you doing that, you're a traitor. They're gonna shoot you themselves. Right. So that's not. And a, you're not hiding. I, I think the answer is probably Joey and I. I'm pretty. Yeah. I, I, I would capable. go. I would go Chris, just because Chris is just he's got that. Um, the hockey player athleticism. I think yeah. the sh- the shucking the shucking jive. Anger, kind of like, anger, violence. Yeah. I, I think got, me or Chris little, is the answer. Yeah, I think Joey and I probably. Yeah. I mean, I think Kieran and Artie definitely. Would not do well. Kieran and Artie go first. I Kieran mean. Grant I, and I would I, not do. I, well. I could dodge a bullet or so. The hand to hand combat. What do you mean you could <laughs> dodge <laughs> a bullet? <laughs> I could dodge whoa, a bullet. Whoa, 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 whoa! I could swerve. I could, I could swish. This is like that the study that. This the is like that study combat. that just came out. It's like 40% of American men think they could beat a lion in a fist fight. Like, well, that brings <laughs> me to my next They're point. They're all going to die. The hand-to-hand combat stuff, I'm not going to do. Yeah. See, I got a bad elbow. I got, I, I I feel got like, to swing shovels at people. Uh, I feel no. like I'd be a good marksman, but like that only lasts for so long until they shoot a cannon at your tower, like Barry Pepper. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to I want to say that we're, we're, we're all dead really early on. Oh, immediately. Yeah, no, no. Oh, no, no, none, of are, none of us are cats. March. Yeah, yeah, first none of us March. are cats. Uh, you know, like Grant, I wouldn't want to jump into the trench and see Grant. The hand-to-hand combat, Grant's got that down. <laughs> but if in I the open in, field, Grant, you're going to be in a little trouble. But Grant would be a good I, strategist. I'm not, I'm not good at dodging. Grant would be a good strategist, I feel like. <laughs> like, you know, I think he would. We're talking soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Grant's. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I feel like if I jumped into a, a trench, trench and saw warfare. Grant, Grant would just be looking at me, hugging his rifle, crying <laughs> and shaking. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm going to sit with this guy. <laughs> I think it would be very much the opposite. I think you would. Jump in there hoping that he was crying. He would just bash you over the head with the back of his rifle. I'm on his team. He just butts me in the nose. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're, you're crying too loud. You're toast. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, okay. Thank you for that, Oz. That's... Our good follower, Beast, asks, was 92 years long enough for a remake? Seems too soon. So uh, Beast is getting ready for troll season here as the action draft is looming. Uh, yeah. You got to wait at least 94 years. Yeah. I... I I think it the time frame works. I think nice. I think this works great. <clears throat> I think we're largely yeah. anti remake in general around here. Yeah, but yeah, I think this. If you're gonna wait a hundred years, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you better do it right. And the new one did it right. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen the '79 one, but that's actually pretty well spoken about. But they did the new one's great. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's a good story. It's a good subject subject material. Absolutely. Now this is this is this next question I love here, and this is our, our final question, and this is from Steve G at Steve O G Z. And Steve, and this is, I, I think, uh, Steve commented. I think Steve commented in in the past that this is one of his favorite Best Picture winners. I know, and I, I don't expect you guys to have an answer for this, but it is an interesting thing to think about moving forward. And maybe we'll look at the list and and come up with something. I know that you guys haven't watched all of them yet, 
but do you think this will be the biggest gap in your rankings between movies of adjacent years? In parentheses, all quiet versus Broadway melody. And then, so in yeah, back to back uh, yeah. years from like from like a really bad one and then the next year a really good one. What, and, what, and the next what, year what? is Cimarron, right? Cimarron is the year after that. So this is sandwiched between so, two bad I mean, ones. I, just those two movies with this in between, it has to be Yeah. Really huff, tough to beat. What uh Chariots of Fire was eighty? Ooh, I have a good one. Well, Tom Jones and Lawrence Arabia is my answer. I, I have, I have yeah. the answer. Okay. Um, Around the World in the 80 Days and Bridge on the River Kwai. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> David Lee knew when, there's, when to release 56 movies, huh? and 57, respectively. Okay, so That's cha- a good what, one. What's Chariots of Fire, 80? What's 79 and 81? 79 was... 79 80. is Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. What, what's 81? Oh. Who's no. Nest? No, no, no. Hold on. 80 is Ordinary People. What's, what's so, Chariots of Fire? Ordinary People is 81. before... So what's 82? Ordinary People and Chariots of Fire is a gap there. I don't think it's as wide as Broadway Melody and All Quiet. That's Yeah. And what came out after Chicago? <laughs> Million Dollar Baby. Oh, uh, no, no, no. After Chicago is, is Lord of the Rings. And what sandwich is Crash, too? What's after on, Chariots of Fire is after... Gandhi. Oh, Chariots of Fire. Yeah, Gandhi's not very good. Um, uh, what's on both no, sides so, of Crash? So, 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 Chicago, so, Chicago, Lord of the Rings, Crash. Crash is, after Crash is Million Dollar Baby. And then 05 is Million Dollar Baby? 04. Crash is... Crash... Uh, Crash is 04. Crash is 05. So, okay. Yeah. Well, we're yeah going I, th- I think, I think, I think Around the World in 80 Days and Bridge on the River Kwai is my answer. I feel like I that's going to be the I, biggest gap. I don't know, man. I think Consensus this might, wise. This might be it, dude. I don't know. This is there. This is very. Oh, this is Tom yeah. Jones and Lawrence is a fucking that's good mine. one. That's, I mean, that's mine. Yeah. Do you know what it just this with oh, Cimarron yeah, yeah, after yeah. it? Like that really. Yeah, we haven't done. These guys haven't seen Cimarron yet, but it goes Chicago. Lord of the Rings, Million Dollar Baby. Then Crash? Crash. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Adam. And we are the Freezers. We've been on Tournament Previews, The English Patient. And I've been on Ben-Hur and the 45 rankings, the Oscar special, the mm, top 10. So many. All that stuff, I know. I, I drove to New York once, and you weren't very happy about that. No, not at all. <laughs> well, but, happy third anniversary, boys. Yes, this is not about us. This is about you and three years of talking about Oscars and a bunch of shenanigans and uh, people calling Chris old and shitting on Artie and all the other We things. love listening to you guys and being a part of it when you let us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you for dealing with us. So uh, cheers. cheers to three years. And, and a great friendship. Boom. Freezer's out. The awards. Let's get there. MVP. Chris, I'm going to have you go first here. MVP. I think it's Lou. Lou Milestone. I, I mean, I don't know if there's even a question. I think he's the reason this movie is what it is. Yeah, that's a thousand percent Can- mine too. The director, Lou Milestone. Can we talk uh, about how awesome his name is? Yeah, like he just sounds like an old school director. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing Lou Milestone. Does Does anybody have anything different? I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So I, me and Chris were me and Chris okay. were on the same page with that. Yeah. I have another Lou. Lewis Wilhelm plays Cat. So do I, Artie. Okay. As okay. my runner up, huh? Yeah. Cat's my MVP. My runner up. Um, my mine is the set design. If If it wasn't as effective, this movie wouldn't be as iconic as it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Very fair. And you said effective and iconic in the same sentence. So there that's double bonus BPC Bingo points. card. Get the bingo <laughs> card out. I love it. Uh, yeah, remember but, the bingo card? Yes. It's many arty squares on that, bingo, <laughs> on that bingo card. And we started off We started off with one right out of the gate. Yeah. 
right off the bat. Right you off the bat, you can tell this movie was shot really well. That's a, that's on the Artie Bingo card. Um, you usually can. Just uh, you guys, your guys' MVP, Joey. Cat, yeah. Lewis Wilhelm. Just some thoughts. Yeah, I, you know, I, I loved what he did with the characters. He brought the, you know, Paul and crew into the world of war, um, you know, and taught them. So while he was teaching them, he's kind of teaching us the rules. And his death hurt. Uh, you know, I, I just really loved what he did. I was very, whenever he was involved, I was all in. I, uh, I also think he helped make the younger actors better on screen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and it, in the the scene with Paul walking with him at the end, that to me is Paul's best acting, and I think it's from from Cat. Like Cat's the reason he's so good. LVP, here we go. Artie wants to go first. Yeah, this guy Bane, the guy who cries and the he's the yeah. guy who cries and then goes yes. off and gets blinded. And yeah. So I just think this guy's a big cushy softy, and he's a it's my LVP. Okay, Grant. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about this before. And it's it's minor because they only they only I'm glad they only used it sparingly, because if they used it more, it would have really bothered me. But it's it's the uh, it's the sped up footage when they're mm. when they're going through. It's just it's just something that one tactic that didn't work for you. It just it always it just feels like an old. It just it just dates the movie for me so much, where everything else seems to really stand on its own. Joe LVP, I have some money on your LVP. Let's see if I, oh. if I get it right here. Uh, so I have John West as Himmelstoss. Yeah, let's go. Take it to the bank, baby. Yeah, I. That hate... was a guaranteed Joey LVP. <laughs> yeah. I fucking right hated there. the way he played the whole thing. Like it was fucking terrible. <laughs> you could say you hated the character too. It's, yeah, uh... it was bad. I, I didn't like any of it. Himmel, I, Himmy Himmelstoff. <laughs> Like, give me someone convincing with a little bit of power, not just a whiny jerk-off who... Well, I think he's supposed to be sniveling a bit. Yeah, like... and he was bad at it. He played oh, it slapsticky. Yeah. Like, I know what he was supposed to be doing, but I think he failed miserably. Made to order Joey LVP. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just right It felt lazy the... for me, too, but I just couldn't... I had to go with it. It was right in the Ellison mold of, of yeah. LVP. The second he was squealing with him getting beaten with it, yeah. I'm like, oh... Joey, Joey doesn't like uh, doesn't Joey like these. He's an ineffectual drill sergeant. Yeah, <laughs> not like these weak thirties characters. No, played a slapsticky <laughs> clown when he was supposed to be a di- completely different character. Himmy, since when did we become so familiar? Yeah, I'm glad he got shot. Oh, that's it. That feels real good to put put your money in on a, a DraftKings Joey <laughs> LVP bet and, and have it come in. Chris LVP. All right, so like I didn't think anybody was like, I guess I, I disagree with Joey. I didn't think anybody was like. Overtly terrible. This is a notably hard LVP for me. Like, yeah, I, I had a hard. I really had to think. Me about too. This yeah. So this is like I'm not saying this guy was absolutely horrible, but uh, and I don't even know his name or the character's name. It's the in the hospital with Paul and I, 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 the other guy that loses his leg. Albert. Uh, the guy yeah. his the roommate there. The guy he's like very the, the one that looks just like Himmelstoss. I guess. Yeah. He also looked the guy like with the, the silent guy, like, guy who died. I was like, is he alive? The guy who's uh, kind of like, oh, I hope you guys aren't hurt too bad. You know, you know, that whole, that yeah. whole thing. I just, it was very like. Vaudevillian. Yes. That, that's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah. And, and I just, it was, it just seemed a little out of place for this particular movie. Uh, I guess, was it supposed to be comic relief? I don't know. I, Probably yeah, a vaudeville I, I, actor. Yeah. The, the one I, yeah. comic relief scene that I picked out was when they were getting the beers, and uh, Kat's like, I just need a beer. Just get me a beer. And then, like, I guess the guy snags the beer and gives him the empty yeah. glass. It, it, like, was that, it was that and the scene where oh, that Kat was, was yeah. buying the Jardin the, the drinks. Like, that was kind of played up for laughs. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. The drunk acting. Right, right. Slim's drunk acting. So, and yeah. I think beating up Himmy with the... With 
the soap was probably it, yeah, it, I bagging guess so. him, and that was probably yeah for some comedic relief at that time too. My LVP. So I held back on one of my nitpicks for this one because I wanted to apply it to to my LVP here. Ooh, our friend Kemmerich, who is is dreaming about Bane's death down in the in the hole, and yeah. he's dreaming, and he wakes up, and he bugs out, and he runs out, and and, and dies it. Okay, when you nobody dreams when they're dreaming, they don't like explain the dream out loud while they're sleeping. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, it's Bane, it's Bane. No, but it's, it's not Bane. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> it's it's actually me. Oh no, it's gonna be me who dies. Yeah, like, <gasps> and then he wakes up and goes, oh, and runs out into the distance. He's like, getting a metaphor yeah, out loud in a hill. Like, all right, all right. I guess you know maybe there, we're, we're limited yeah, narratively a bit yeah. here, but come on now, let's. There, please. there were there were a few, there were a few moments like that for me in the movie that was that was one of yeah. the bigger ones and i'm sure that worked fine in the book you know on the page but like that's not that cinematically is just not no that's just ridiculous so yeah so yeah so he's he's my lvp kemmerich who just freaks out and wakes up from his dream and runs off into the into the to his death there participation award show a little love yeah. grant uh arnold lucy as Kantarek. Kantarek, the uh the jingoistic Professor, the jingoistic teacher. I, th- I thought um, the the first scene really, really got me. I I, I really bought into the the tone of the movie, um, with just that one scene and him working his students up into a jingoistic fervor. Also, mine, Grant, you know, awesome. connected on that one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and the callback later on with the younger, yeah. the younger students and him and them having his back over Paul's. Yeah, uh, it, I love that close up of him. You know, just smiling at the camera, sadistically. Yeah, it had like Dennis Hopper vibes. It did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's reminded me of that Departed meme of, of Jack just doing the <laughs> yeah, head yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Don't stop yeah. till you get great. Numb. Great. Yeah. And so that's mine too, uh, Joe. Mine was that was the runoff for mine. Mine was uh, the camaraderie of the soldiers. The way they showed that as it built throughout the movie, I thought that's something that could have gone wrong or been lost, and I think they did it wonderfully. Yeah. Nice, Chris. Well, you know, I had the director for MVP, so I wanted to mention the um, uh, Lewis Wilhelm that played Cat. I mean, I just, okay, yeah, nice. he really stood out to me. I, I think he he was the best actor, best in performer in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. exactly. Yeah, Artie, uh, I have a positive honorable mention and a negative honorable mention. Okay, my negative honorable mention is the rats. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Every time we have rodents perfect. in a movie, Does... I'm going to acknowledge them, just like Joey does milk. That's right, rodents or Artie's milk. Love it. Shit on brand. My Should have been your LVP. <laughs> and my uh, positive honorable mention is the cinematographer. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He's real good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like rodents are Artie's milk. Should be a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Edison, of uh, of course, there. Yeah, Great name too. Yeah, Arthur. director of photography for Casablanca as well. Let's talk scene of the movie. Scene of the movie. Let me go first here. I'm, I'm just gonna gonna steal the iconic one. Is is the ending there with the uh, reaching out to the butterfly, right from that straight to the end, and that last shot of the uh, of the soldiers and the crosses, and yeah, just pff, ten out of ten chefs kiss way to end this movie. That's yeah, great. That's mine too. Yeah. Well, I have two in, in, in case somebody. So you guys can go in case you take one of them. Uh, so mine is the first battle scene, the, the charge. Bombardment. And is that is that what we're talking about the charge? I think that's yeah, what it's they so call vicious it. and yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's. It sets the tones that no punches are going to be pulled this entire movie, and you're just going to get hit in the face and with how brutal it is. It's the most epic this movie gets, yep. and I mean, I think it sets the tone for the next 
80 years of war movies, you know, yeah. so... Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I it's mine too. Yeah. Great. Yeah, uh, okay, I guess my, mine were between the um, the boot sequence. I love I loved that part. Yeah. Like, ultimately, it's going to be the teacher speech where I just talked about. Cool. Yeah. I just, I, I, it just sets the tone for the whole movie. Time machine recast. Take anyone, put them into this movie, get them in the mix here. Who would like to go first? Oh. Grant, you're gonna get. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick on Grant then. Yeah. So Lou, I don't think Lou Ayers did a bad job, but I, I like to see a see what a modern day actor would do there. Mm. Ultimately, I went with a young Ed Norton, like a primal fear. Ed I Norton, like that. And I like to that. see what uh, see like what a modern performance would look like. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot, Chris. So I'm gonna recast my LVP, which is again, I don't know the guy's name, the guy in. The, the bunk mate in the yes, hospital, in the hospital that's yep. you know the mustache and uh i'm gonna recast him with um a, a an snl character <laughs> that john lovitz played so in the scene where the guy's has lost his leg and is like doesn't he's like my foot hurts you know it's the second time somebody has lost a limb yeah and they're like oh the ghost you know the ghost pain and the guy's like my foot hurts and he realizes oh no the other guy had that too, and it meant his leg's gone. Is my leg gone? And the guy's like, "Nah, you got your leg. It's it's fine. You know, it's yeah. gonna be fine." And I just pictured John Lovitz being like, "Yeah, you got your leg. That's the ticket. You still have a leg." You know, <laughs> I just thought that'd be hilarious. That's really funny. I love that. Uh, so you just you just created your own SNL skit with it. <laughs> well, no, it's a real skit. The guy he lie he makes up everything. He lies. He's constantly oh, that's, lying. Oh, that's a love yeah. skit. Like, yeah, I'm a. I'm an astronaut. Yeah, that's the ticket. You know, that, that character. <laughs> and just like, why is he lying to the guy? Just tell him his fucking leg is gone. Like, that's great. That's this, poor, this poor guy. Love it. So yeah, I'm getting John West the fuck out. And I want someone who... <laughs> Himmy. Yeah. I want someone more foreboding because I think it would make the boot camp scenes more effective. And I went with Till Schweiger, who plays Hugo Stiglitz in Inglorious Bastards. Mm, Stieglitz. Yeah, I think he'd be taking away their idealism early. He'd be much better at. Hmm. And he could do the postman thing. And, and yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Artie? Uh, I recast Paul. Oh, okay. Casey Affleck. Oh, yeah. Too. A little younger Casey Affleck. Yeah, that works. A little like raw. Like, like a Goodwill hunting Casey Affleck? Yeah. Yeah, like that. But with okay. the chops of acting that he has now. He could sexually like a, harass the girls. It just it would be great. In the yeah, it'd be river. great. Just like real life. Yeah, like exactly. A, like a chasing Amy, Casey Affleck. He's <laughs> even younger. Uh, okay, so I uh, I have also recast my LVP. So Kemmerich, the, the dream sequence, the freak out and the run out. Uh, you know, I want to get someone, modern actor, who's who I think could, could sell it maybe a little better. We'd have to tweak the screenplay a bit but i went with uh, uh a man who was nominated for his first oscar today this morning he was nominated for a supporting uh supporting actor in the banshees of inishirin and i picked uh, barry keegan oh know, i like that barry keegan kind of doing that the bug out dream sequence yeah. and freaking out as a soldier he was also in a world war one movie dunkirk is that world war one or world war two? two that's world, world war two so he's in a world war two movie yeah yeah he'd be good he'd be i mean he's really good so he yeah. would yeah, he'd be Knocked great, it out man. of the park. Did anyone get their quotes out there? I know I got mine. Chris got there, got I his. Did, I did not. Uh, Grant, what was your quote? Uh, my quote's from the very beginning, from that, that title card. This story is neither an accusation nor a confession, and least of all, an adventure. For death is not an adventure to those who stand face to face with it. That's awesome. Love it. Already quote. 
Uh, I said mine, but I'll say it again. It, when uh, Paul's next to the guy he stabbed, who's dying, he goes, why do you take so long to die? You're going to die anyway. And I like that because it's the uh, the metaphor for the silent film era. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. really cool. cool. Clever little meta line. And Joe? Mine's from Albert. He says, they never taught us really useful... They never taught us really useful, like how to light a cigarette in the wind or make fire out of wet wood or bayonet a man in the belly instead of the ribs where it gets jammed. Yeah, that was cool. I, that stood out to me, too. Yeah, it's a good one. Cutting uh, the floor. This movie's a little over uh, two hours. It was about two hours and 15 minutes, my version. There's a couple different yeah. versions, but... No, um, so, so to me, I didn't have a specific scene, per se, to cut, because that really feels like most of it is pretty essential. Some scenes maybe ran longer than they needed to. Mm-hmm. But I, there wasn't one that stuck out that like this can just go. What do you guys think? I, you guys I, I had the same reaction. Same. It's very hard to cut. This yeah. is a, this is an airtight two two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if I had if I had to cut one, I would I would maybe uh, trim up the boot camp scene a little bit. Yeah, mm. that's uh, a but, that's a good choice. But that's that's really it. Or maybe some just long shots yeah. that maybe just you can trim a little you, you bit. You could have tightened yeah. things up, but I don't think any scenes. But I don't think I, think I had, you can't lose a scene. I don't. I, I don't had think. your LVP scene uh, as one that could could come out. Yeah. Oh, in the I hospital. Think we see a lot of the hospital bed convo. I I, mm. I I don't deem that as essential, and I think you you yeah. at least kind of picked it as your LVP. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could have maybe. And it's you guys all seem to really love this section, so you know I, I'm treading lightly here. Maybe his return home could have been a little. You could have embraced brevity a bit more to make the impact of him going back kind of a little. Yeah, I don't. More I don't. I don't disagree with that. They removed that completely from the the newer one. Right? He doesn't really go home. No, he no. doesn't. Well, yeah. And Grant, maybe that you make this. You make the the mother son kissing scene like three minutes shorter too because uh, that was a uh, real tough to well, watch and the new one got the new one took out the boot camp stuff too yeah right right yeah. into it yeah yeah well, well the Himmelhaus character wasn't even no in, no in, yeah this took that out but I, I like I like having that character I like showing the yeah the guy who's the postman who's gonna go there and be I'm in the reserves and he's gonna go there but there were there was some good commentary that oh, I liked yeah, that. yeah so sure. I, I think that the new the newer one could have used that yeah. I have a scene I don't know that I would fully cut it but I would modify it a little bit the guy's doing the naked flips in the in the pool in the water in the river i love you wanted it to be longer i i don't know just just the chris g barry white section just just (laughs) yell and heckle you know we're not birds we don't need to do mating dances like just yell just Just holler at them hey here's my grundle i'm gonna do a handstand in the river like (laughs) look at it what do they think the women are gonna be like Ooh, did you see his balls (laughs) (laughs) suck like blue (laughs) yeah Oh my god, his balls are so big. <laughs> Looks like melting brie. <laughs> oh, but Artie, you love to naked handstands with me in the pool. Well, that's different. That's a that's a shallow pool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that scene. Uh, uh, did anyone else? Cutting room floor? No, I think we're good. Did we all cover? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, Oscar reevaluation. This is a curious one. But we do have to remember that early on, the categories were much, much slimmer. So I, I don't think it's important to look at what was, what existed then. Let's apply it to today. Uh, and so it was up for four. And the four were uh, picture, director, cinematography, and writing. All of which obviously exists today. It wins picture, director. So of the four, if we're going to have it win... One of those four. Is it director, cinematography, or writing? 
director. I'm going director. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if if we if it wins all three except for one, so we we know we're taking director. Mm. Do you want it to get cinematography or writing? I think it needs to get cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah. That's I think adapting this so book is yeah, hard. No, I, I know. think adapting this book I is think pretty it impressive. All of them, really. Uh, yeah. I would probably. Oh God, it's got to yeah. win cinematography. Cinematography. I'm going to go with cinematography yeah, too. So. Honestly, Kieran, because of your LVP scene, I think that's where. <laughs> Like the differences, because I think that scene gets lost in the yeah, writing. With the, with the writing yeah. So now let's let's look at it this way. Let's give it all for what else should it have been recognized for? I'd like to see uh, Lewis Wilhelm get supporting supporting actor yeah. nod. That was going to be yeah. mine. Yep. So what are, sound editing, production yeah. design. Yeah, production design would yeah, be mine. Set, yeah, production that's set, yeah, yeah, production yeah, design. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I, I like the su- Wilhelm for supporting yeah. for sure. Yeah. There was no supporting acting back sure. then. But right. Yeah, it was yeah. just lead. Just well, the, the year only before, one who would have been would have been Paul. Didn't he win best comedy or something the year before? Mile uh, Lewis Milestone. Like uh, he won director. best picture comedy. But the it, director. It was different. Yes. Yeah. Anything else? Maybe score best score. One to fives. We'll start with you, Artie, and performances. One to five. Uh, four. A four for performances. Okay. Some of the injury stuff and and death scenes were a little, you know, not so good. Yeah. But overall, it's very good. A little kinder than I am. I'm going to go three, just because I, I think that there's... I'm at a three act, as well. Acting is, is the softest part yeah. of this. Listen. This yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it's a product of its time, and it's... it's and it's, and that's it's fine. Almost, it's not fair, but you kind of have to do it. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, Grant, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that into consideration. Yeah, it's, that's why it's a three and not like worse because it's, it's yeah. fine. It's perfectly yeah. fine for what but the movie. But dude, is. a four to five is is for yeah. high end performances. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's. I'm at a three too. Okay, yeah. so we're three is already at a four. How it looks, how the movie shot. I'll lead off with a five. Yeah, five, I'm seeing five, fives across five across the board. The board. Yeah, yeah. Five a, across the yeah, board. This is the dunk contest. Everyone's again just yeah. throwing the tens. Yeah, up there. That, yeah. That's, that's that's timeless. Wonderful. It, it looks amazing. Yeah, do new, some modern movies look a little better? Yeah, but if, for the 1930s, this is incredible. Yeah, it's a, it's it a looks huge undertaking. Yeah. It looks way better than some movies that come out 10 years. Later. It looks way yeah. better than it has any right to right. look. Yes. When you create and invent shots that get used for a hundred years, yeah. you get a little fucking credit. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. and. There's not a second where I feel like I'm on a Hollywood lot somewhere. No. It's just, you feel like you're out yeah. there. Absolutely. Yep. That's hard to accomplish at that time. It is. Honestly, it I had no muddy. idea it was filmed on a Hollywood lot until you said that. I don't know if it was either. Oh, I'm okay. just saying, like, these you don't feel it. Most movies from right. this time feel that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt a like year I was before, covered in mud. the best picture one is Broadway Melody. I mean, let's think yeah. about <laughs> crazy. What, what happens in a year. And then finally, it themes, story, how it's delivered. Uh, Joe, I guess I'll have you go first. Five. Yeah. Um, Grant? Yeah, I'm gonna go four. I think the themes are great. I think sometimes it's a little bit, a uh, little bit much. I yeah. think they, I think they, they still, it's, it's for a 1930s audience. I think sometimes they beat you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but a little, little slightly heavy handed. But it's, like, the, still the, the four, themes though. are incredible, though. Yeah, Artie? five. Okay, I thought it was incredible, incredibly well told. Uh, I'm gonna, ju- I'm gonna give it a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, five. It's, it's, it, it was, it was a tough one. Four or five is close, but I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, if, if for me, if this was post World War II, I think I reconsider. But to me, it's absolutely a five. Just flying in the face of authority with what you're trying to say, and to to come out with this message and and tell it so that a group of us a hundred years later could still be so affected by it. This is what 
movie themes are about here. And I thought they nailed it with it. So five, five for me. Especially considering it's 1930 doing this. Yeah, yeah. Getting, it, getting, getting it banned and still winning an Oscar. It's cool, cool stuff. One to 92s. It's kind of a kind of an hour about halfway through here. Is this like a is this like a top 30? Is this like a mid 30? Is this like a back 30? I'm going to say it's in the top 35 percent of the movies. Mm. OK, I, I'm around. I'm around there with you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're you have it in kind of like the early 40s then, it seems. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I have like late like thirty five to like forty two something something around there probably. I could think of a lot of movies it's going to be ahead of. Yeah, yeah, I can too. I'll say, I'll say the fact that I'm not going to be clamoring to go back and watch this again is going to hurt it a little bit just because the subject material is. It's you know this is a word that I kept thinking about with this watching this and the new one, and I actually I'm proud of myself. I was going to overuse this word. I haven't used it yet. Uh, is is dour. It's just a very it's bleak, dour, bleak, yeah. sorrowful, oh, yeah. fucking, just tough. And and living in a world of these two movies was not easy. It was not fun. I'm very, very glad that I partnered it with my recommend. Just very, very hard to, to to live. So so just living in the world being so difficult. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt its rankings a little bit when it comes yeah. head to head. But I think this will be ranked. Pretty high. Yeah, I really it's do. It's something you need. You need to watch like Paddington Two after it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need like a palate cleanser. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Ranking was. It's. I think it's going to be up there for me. I would say. In the thirties, probably. Yeah. yeah huh? It probably in the high. In the, the third. In the top thirty, I would say in the top thirty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, and again, like. The old movies don't really do it for me, but this one Yeah, that's a statement. This one can really hold its own with any any of the modern movies that I that I love. So, yeah, cool. Uh, well, we really all dug this one. Um and Artie, you kinda called that today when was just saying you're like, I think everyone's gonna like this one. It's not um, much not to right. it's yeah. hard not to yeah. like. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect coming. Yeah. I, I never really fully know what to expect. Yeah. Five, a, a five for five is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, Kieran and I had lunch, and I was like, "So we're all pretty much gonna love this movie, right? Like for the most part." Like, and he's like, "I think Chris might be the low man because he has trouble with the old movies." Yeah, but, yeah, but this one it, doesn't it, feel. It's actually right. totally Chris old. Is, yeah, he's he's a high man. Right, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah really Oliver us. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Like, this uh, has yeah. to. You never mid thirties. I'm an enigma, guys. It. I'm an enigma. That, guys. That's that's know. why we do this. It's fantastic. Hey there, Kieran. On behalf of both Brendan B. and myself, Aaron B., we just wanted to wish you and Best Picture cast a happy third anniversary. Good luck with this next year of great recordings and a successful podcast. Cheers. A couple things left before we're done here. We'll talk about the other nominees at the very end here. But our Secret Santas, we each recommended movies for each other. We're each going to go around the table, talk about the movie that was recommended uh, to the person who was recommended by, and just kind of just brief thoughts on on the movie and i think we'll start with the person whose movie is freshest on uh his mind and that's gonna be chris chris you watched uh your movie last night give I us sure the, uh, did <laughs> <laughs> give us the uh the the person who was supposed to recommend to you and uh, the movie that they selected right so the person that d- belongs in a mental institution is <laughs> joey <laughs> no, Has that i didn't not recommend been- it to you <laughs> Has what? that not been established? Yeah, no, I didn't oh, it was Grant. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Ah. Just losing. He's losing it. <laughs> Grant's waving. Why did I think it was Joey? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Well, 
Shit. Oh, Al- oh, Alzheimer's. Let me start he's again. Senile. <laughs> he's getting the senility. He's kicking yeah. in. Next year's anniversary episode is going to be from Carillon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start again there. So the person that belongs in a mental institution is Grant. Who, me? <laughs> um, it's a movie for sure. Uh, my my wife is seriously questioning your... your uh, sanity? Not sanity. But your character for sure. <laughs> uh, my the movie I, that was recommended to me was a movie called Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Yeah. Um, oh my god, it's from 83. Oh, oh, sure it is. A lot of, lot of, lot of tight short shorts on men going. A lot of crop tops on men. Oh yeah. So what didn't uh, you like about it? That was the best part of it. Uh, <laughs> it's a fucking bizarre movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has any have, who's seen uh, it? I have seen it. All, yes. The three of us have seen it. Already has we have Ar- a, already would not enjoy I'm not interested. We have a worst picture cast episode. Yeah, with the yeah. freezers. Yeah. Oh, it's it was a worst picture cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They made they made the freezers watch it. Dude, the no, freezers, freezers are successful. Successful. They probably movie, love it. Yeah, they make <laughs> all their friends watch it. They're like it's a big deal for them. Already you seen it? No. Okay, well let's sit back and This is a fucking crazy ass movie yeah i mean it's it's absolutely god awful i mean it's it's terrible <laughs> wow no i mean okay grant i know you love bad movies and i know it's a, probably a, it is a great bad movie like yeah. my wife was she's like god i can't stop watching this like it's terrible but i can't stop watching it um it's i i, I can't i guess i can't give away the yeah ending. the spoiler you gotta leave there's a there's the a crazy spoiler. twist at the end that like as much as we tried did not see coming. Like no, yeah, no, it's not. exactly. It, there's it no way to the core. There's yeah. no way to see it coming. No. Like it's. What was Jasmine's response to the to the final? She chapter? actually didn't stick around. She she oh. got late and she didn't see it. Oh my god. Uh, I did tell her and she didn't. She was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened?" And I, I told her. Um, you got to I mean, see that is, last image, yes. though. Yeah. If you, you if, if you love like can't be bad, especially '80s horror. I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean that's why, that's why I recommend yeah, it for yeah, you because yeah, right, I because yeah. I figured it was right in your wheelhouse. It, well, Tough to look no, no, away. It's, it's in one of those... your wheelhouse. I, I, I can enjoy it for what it. I did it. It, it kept me interested. I was. I'm not saying it's like Citizen Kane. It's <laughs> yeah, a, it's not a good <laughs> Listen, movie, but it's it, a, it's 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 so weird that I feel like it's entertaining. I will tell you this: it's a movie I would have preferred to see with you guys. How well, did you? How okay. did you watch it? How's it available? It's streaming a lot of it's places. Stre- I saw it on yeah. uh, uh, Pluto oh, for okay. free. Yeah, this is this is one where uh, my roommate Steve B. We've heard on the twelve yep. twelve years of slave and the twins episodes, two yes. very different movies. Uh, yeah. it, he watched the movie and was did one of those like, oh, you you got to see this one, and then he like watched me watch it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically I, one of those. I would have yeah. loved if you wa- we watched it in a group. And I was the one watching. I, w- I would have loved to see like you guys Us react watch, to me watching. Watch it. Yeah. Similar yeah. to a room viewing. Oh, it's room. totally room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I guess we got to watch Artie watch it. Is that- I think that's the move. <laughs> Can we get I mean, really you laugh- high first? Oh, dude, you you all, you have to. Okay, get high. I Great. mean, that's the only way. It's, it's also like a very New York movie with like the thickest New York was Long Island New- accents. Oh yeah. Was it? Oh yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. It, well, that's what they were going for. Were you sure. fucked up or something? It was, but it was, they were, but they weren't. Re- those actors weren't really from New York because those aren't real New York accents. Yeah, they are, dude. Really? Because we were watching. I'm like, what the fuck? Act? Just like dude, I think it's like Boston, that, dude. That, that dude with the with the short shorts where you can see like his whole package. Yes, like he's definitely from like. He's definitely from like I don't fucking Deer Park or really? something. Really? Yeah, uh, dude. Whatever the accents are, they're absolutely horrendous. Like yeah. just like 
obnoxiously I, I thick mean, you and didn't, bad. You didn't like you didn't like the, uh, the like the gore effects. I feel like the gore effects were really good. No, they're not <laughs> good. Are you crazy? I thought I thought that was actually like one of the redeeming. Mo- I think parts you were ac- you might be actually ill. Like something I think, might be wrong with you. I, I have a theory. I think he's brainwashed himself. <laughs> there's also there's also a very ob- like a very heavy handed pedophile like right at the beginning of it, and yeah. I, my wife is like, "Ew!" She, the, the, this is the first ten minutes. Ew, ew, oh god, ew! Like th- that was like well, the he first. Gets his, uh, he gets his. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah. You know, you know the the, uh, the the cook was with him was uh, James Earl Jones's dad. Oh, really? That's yeah. in the, no. He's in the Sting. Shout out to the Sting episode. He's Luther yeah, in the right. Sting, the one, the, one that, the one that oh uh, God, dies really? early on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, the eighties weren't listen, kind to him. I guess. Again, if you love those kind, <laughs> if you love campy bad horror, this is uh, is it is this considered like up there on the on the list of like all time? Yeah, like good bad movies. Good oh, bad yeah. movies. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And if you've seen it and you love it or you hate it, check out our worst picture cast episode. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah it's starring both the freezers. So. Yeah, freezers came in hot for that one. They oh, love okay, it. gonna kick things off now to Grant. Grant, would you tell the person who uh, who gave you the movie and what movie they selected for you? Well, Chris gave me a movie and he gave me American Splendor. American Splendor, starring Paul Giamatti. And I, I wish I can go back on him as hard as he went at me, but uh, I will not because the movie was great. Oh, cool. The movie was really, really good. I, I kind of thought, again, I really, I picked a movie I thought you would really enjoy. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was right up my alley. Yeah. I thought it's so. like, it's a little bit weird. It's kind of meta unconventional. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Like the guy, uh, if anybody doesn't know, it's about uh, um, Harvey P. Carr. Harvey P. Carr. Yeah. And it's played by Paul Giamatti, but Harvey Picar is also in the movie. And his wife is in it, and his friend is in it. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, the people that are it's about are also actually in the movie, yeah. being interviewed and whatever. Yeah. And we're getting Giamatti a year before Sideways. This so is, this is like, this is the... the, the right the, before his... This yeah, is his big coming moment. out party. Yeah. This is his big moment. Like this to Sideways. This tease him up like, for Sideways, yeah. and now we now he's household name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's a great watch. It's not for everybody. No, it's not something you can recommend to everybody, but it's well. It's, Harvey Pekar is not for everyone. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I guess so. He was was it was it Letterman? Was the he? Yeah. He's he famous a, for being on Letterman. He was on Letterman, so they show you the actual clips of him with Letterman, don't yeah. they? They or, do, except for the one where he where he blows up. I guess they yes. didn't have and, they didn't and, have permission to air that. And Giamatti one. just does it himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Letterman, I don't. I mean, he was actually Letterman was actually upset by that that interaction. I'm sure like, he was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But he was an—he's an all-time Letterman guest. Like he—he he was like one of the, the most famous guests on Letterman. Like yeah, besides like Andy Kaufman and stuff. That was like he was like the big one. Yeah, t- totally worth watching. Great indie movie. You know, Artie, have you ever seen movie. that one? No. Yeah, American I don't even know what it's about. It's good. I just—it's about Harvey Pekar. I don't know okay, who he is. Harvey Pekar. Um, we should have said that he was a famous uh, cartoonist. He did uh, uh, a. It wasn't even yeah, graphic not, novels. Not even. Well, he's not even a cart. Like he, he didn't draw anything. He just came up with like. The storyboard. The story. Well, it's. Yeah. I mean, he created it, he and wrote somebody, it, but he didn't yeah, a guy named Crum, yeah. uh, uh, did the illustrations. Right. Called American Splendor, and it was just about his day to day life. It was, it was like a regular mundane, guy, like mundane life, but it was. Yeah. It's yeah. But yeah, those he, all these interesting characters that were actually real people in his life. He wrote about. And, Grant, uh, did you dig the animated portion of the movie with yeah, kind great. of? Yeah. 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 I, I no I I there was very little I I didn't really enjoy. I think Art. I, I think you would enjoy it, and Joey, you've seen it before. I yeah, love I like Paul it. Giamatti. Yeah. Oh well, Love. this is oh, one yeah. of his well, classic. This is, yeah, this is great. you would like it's it, Artie. This, this is one of his classic performances. This is Paul Giamatti Rushmore. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. How about I go next? Is cool. that okay? 
yeah. So Artie B had to select a movie for me, and it's a movie that Artie B has been recommending to me since it came out, and this was his opportunity to finally uh, put me down to, to watch it. And that's uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto mm-hmm. was uh, his choice here. Now, this is true assignment viewing for me. I, I watched it on a night where I didn't really want to watch it. I, I'm like, but uh, okay, I, I don't have much time. This is the only day I can watch it, so, so here we go. I watched it in, in Mayan with the subtitles or whatever language was that they're using there with that. Okay. So that kind of doubly annoyed me a bit uh, because I wanted to kind of have a movie where I could like relax and maybe like roll over and you know <laughs> you take a peek at my phone or something. While like a John Wick. Like no, I gotta I gotta watch this thing here. Gotta um, be in. It sucked me in completely. Uh, I, I, the, uh, the after the first five minutes and through the little bit of world building that they have going on, I just was in and it, it's action packed. It's so well directed, like shockingly well directed. And I knew that that was kind of going to be Artie's point. It's like, yeah, but no, Mel Gibson knows it. And, you know, we say it again. Say what you want about him as a person. He knows how to work the camera, and he knows how to craft a narrative. And there's some some fucking rocking scenes in this movie and some just real intense sequences. When it was done, we will keep the spoiler-free stuff at the end for those who haven't seen it, too. The ending is awesome. The the ending scene is awesome. Like it's just, it's just so not. It's so like obvious, but not what you're expecting, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, oh, wow. And that just speaks to the world that he built for you while you're watching this thing. And I'm like, I gotta see what the reviews are on this. Like, I gotta see how people bash this movie. Like, and the reviews are all pretty good. It's pretty well received. They're yeah. all like all the negatives are obviously about him. About him. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like people. The, even a lot of the positives are about him. Like. Say what you want about him. The man can direct. Like, that's like kind of like what right. it was in every positive review. The negatives, so many of them were like talking about how graphically violent and gory it was. And I'm reading that. I'm like, wow, I think I've become completely numb and desensitized to violence. Because <laughs> I'm like, very, I think it, it wasn't very, that violent. And then I'm like, violent. oh, yeah, there was a heart ripped out and the beheadings and then they, okay. Well, that, that whole like, yeah. Aztec pyramid scene yeah, was, it was like extremely really violent. violent. And like, yeah. I was watching it like it was like, you know, Ratatouille, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the so, only one that uh, hasn't seen this. I've never seen it. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. you'd love it's it. It's available on next, uh, 2B, year, I believe. Next year. Right? Prime. I think it's on Prime. I next year you Prime. can put, okay. you can next put year. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be one of those lost movies soon, so... Uh, wasn't that on the list of like it like was if it oh, wasn't was it really it wasn't streaming so yeah. you, could, you couldn't like but yeah but it's on Prime now so okay oh, okay oh, good uh, yeah so that's Apocalypto Artie it's a great recommend yeah I Joey you know, you're it. not the biggest Apocalypto guy you kind of suggested yeah, I didn't love it I liked yeah. it yeah hmm. and Grant you liked it right yeah I did unknown actors and uh, let me let me just say too because you guys you guys talked about where your movies were available. Uh, American Splendor is on HBO Max yes. right now. Chris was very kind to lend me his copy of the DVD, but uh, you didn't need it. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't need, if you if you're not friends with Chris, you can stream it on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. We will go to Artie next. Joey R recommended a movie to me, Rashomon. I'm not even going to attempt to say the director's name. Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. 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 Yeah. He goes by one name. Japanese That's director. What's his last name? All right. Well, I loved it, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Ah, so you've come around to loving it now because you were, your initial reaction was not so positive. I misspoke when I said I loved it. Okay. I liked it. 
I didn't love it. I also went into it with very high expectations, like yeah, this we, might be we, a life-changing we built, movie. We built, we built it up a lot. Right, and then I went into it and watched it, and there's a lot I could take away that I appreciate, that I love. Like, the cinematography, obviously. I'm boring at this point with this, but yes, it's, it's awesome. That was the big reason I picked it. There are some things that might bother someone like Chris, like a little bit of the old... It's old and it's Japanese. Is it old? It's old and Japanese. Yeah, it's from the fifties. Yeah. yeah, it's fifties. It's like the shots. Obviously, like you could see, he's invent. They're inventing yeah. stuff too. It, it's brilliant. But there's some acting that's just a little too much of the olden days style of acting, where they stay on someone for a long time and they do the whole "woe is me" and go through when they're you know when they're interviewing uh, the woman and then uh, I don't know any of the characters' names. Uh, the guy who. The bandit, the bandit, yeah. Uh, when they're interviewing them, they're ju- it's just a little too much. Like I don't know, it it's acty. It feels like acting. That's that's the only thing that. Yeah, and I'm not a sure little, what the talent pool was in it's a in little, 50s Japan. I don't know. My only takeaway, aside from that, I totally understand everything there is to appreciate from this movie. And you know, being criminal justice people, I get all the theory behind it and stuff like that, like the unreliability of eyewitnesses and. The unreliable yeah. narrators. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I just love how it's kind of changed how m- movies and stories were told on screen. And, you know, what what we're showing you isn't necessarily what happened and how that pertains to how we see yeah. our everyday life. Yeah. Like, you know, I just had an incident this past weekend where three different people talked about the same thing that happened in front of all of us. And every single one of them mm-hmm. described a different situation, a situation that happened right in front of my eyes. And... And I'm asking myself, well, what did I see? You yeah. know, because there were three people yeah. who watched the same thing that I watched. Granted, there were some beverages. In, uh, <laughs> that adjusts. Uh, it, it, yes, fair. yes. And all three of them saw a different thing. And it's, think about it at a time before cameras and a time before we're constantly yeah. on social media and our phones around. This is just where it's, you know, just out in the woods. What happened? Who saw what? What, what is truth? What is truth versus experience? And I, I love just I love the the philosophical layers behind it. Yeah. I love right. that part too. The another thing that kind of irked me a little bit is at the beginning they're really building up what happened. Like I can't believe what I saw, and then you actually see the events unfurl. And I'm like, this isn't as crazy as they were leading us to believe. But at it was the beginning. also feudal Japan too. Right. So like for the time period is probably no shocking. sure yeah. sure. I, I'm just as an audience member, I was expecting like mind-blowing shit and i was like oh, it's, it, it is kind of tough to to watch some of these movies that are that are considered the most important movies that you'll see yeah. and, and and you finally watch them i know people that happens with citizen came with people all the time they're like this this is the movie that everyone says is the greatest movie ever made you know so I, i'm sure there's probably a little bit of that maybe working with you there there was a there was a lot of build-up and i think uh, I, I know i was guilty of that too mm-hmm. like Artie, you're gonna love this movie it's right up your alley, and yeah. So it, it's we kind of we kind of. Yeah, set that's the why bar. we watch things. We set the bar very high. Yeah. There, there are so like, I don't want to like blame like I'm not even trying to say that really heavily influenced me all the build up. I did it myself. Like I yeah. heard that this movie's you right. know influential, but that was your first reaction before we even said anything. You're like, oh, I think I'd love that, and I went into it like I love this movie, and then watching it, right. I can only come down a little bit. But like you've said. Artie, you're going to love Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, well, you yeah. could build that up 
Well, that's that's the to wazoo. Answer. I'm gonna love it. So, <laughs> um, you know, and it's also like Rashomon isn't isn't like chariots of fire. Like your relationship with it might change. Yeah. Right. as you move forward, right? You know, I think it's one that that right. kind of because the acting something it. I never even really thought about with that because I was just yeah. not even consequential to why I love it. But I appreciate your take. You watched it. And Same that's with me. It's, it's a little harder to judge acting right. foreign language films for me, just personally. Right. But and now um, I will rewatch it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that, that's it's a, it's movie, a that's rich a rewatch. That, you need a rewatch. Yeah, I know. I get it. Okay, uh, Joey, you're last. What's up? So you, Kieran? Yes, me, indeed. Have been hyping up all that jazz. Yep. So you recommended it to me. It was on Tubi, and I watched it. Okay. And it's about two hours, mm-hmm. two hours plus. I watched it with my wife the other night, and it ended, and I started it over. <laughs> no. Because I fucking loved it. And I am upset it took me 38 years to get to this movie. It is not the most accessible to everyone. There are barriers. But if you get... Criterion has it locked down. Holy shit. But if you just get right to the themes of this movie, it's fucking fantastic. Roy Scheider's out of his mind good. What a great recommendation. It's an earth-shattering movie. Holy shit. And and it also has the DNA of all the movies you love. The the American Parishes, the La La Lands, you know, that, that stuff. But also with the like dark seventies, yeah. gritty, it's, dark. It's shot so well. The characters are so um, tortured. Ton of Amadeus in there. Ton of Amadeus. Yeah. They're just tortured, tragic Birdman. people. Yeah, it's. Can Roy Scheider sing? Well, is it a, a musical? He's the director. Yeah. Oh, so he does. But he does a lot does of a dancing. dancing. But okay. uh, he doesn't. Yeah. He is there singing sing. in it? It's like a musical. Full blown. Um, it, they focus on the dancing. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would not qua- I would I would call it a drama not Yeah, a it's not a musical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking to death mm. is so smart and it's not done in a heavy-handed way and it's I don't even want to talk about it because yeah. it's so good and I can't you can't talk about it. Yeah, it's everybody should see it. Yeah, it, it's it, fantastic. It's, since I've seen it, I just keep thinking about it as one of to me, if I made a list of greatest movies, it would be it's on, on that it. list. It's yeah. again, wow. I watched. I just, I literally just re start over. It was yeah, and, so. And Roy Scheider's performance is just out of this world. Oh, so he directs and stars? No, no, he's no, he's no, a character. He plays a director. Oh, okay. He yeah, plays yeah. a director in it. Yeah. Um, and Grant, I think one you'd love to, especially like you love Birdman. It's kind of a lot of that. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. check that out. Yeah, Grant, you'd yeah. be in. Where, where is it? To be. Um, Tubi. It is currently on Tubi. That's, that's yeah. great because it's that's been very Tubi. inaccessible. Impossible. Well, you can't, you've been telling can't me to watch it, it for a while, and I've been uh, trying. I just couldn't find it. Yeah. And if you want to watch Rashomon, it's on HBO Max. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's there also all the movies that we recommend to try. And there's what uh, there's one scene uh, with his daughter and his um, current girlfriend that is just yeah will just melt you. To, you melt need you to, to watch. It. What's yeah. Apocalypto on? Uh, Apocalypto is on Prime. Believe, oh, cool. yeah. For free? Amazon Prime, yeah. For free. Cool, cool. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so there you have it. Speaking of recommends, if you just watched All Quiet on the Western Front, what? what is your recommend for the movie? Chris, we'll start with you. I mean, it, mine's going to be favorite, fairly obvious. I'm going to go with Saving Private Ryan if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's kind of a clear... I think there's a direct line between this movie and that movie. Yeah, we drew sure, a bunch of those yeah. connections yeah, 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 here today, for sure. Artie? I went with The Hurt Locker. Mm. Yep. I've never seen that one. I know, I know, I know. Oh, really? Cool. No, I've never seen that one. I'll, that'll be on my list because I've always kind of wanted to. Save, yeah. save it for the episode. Yeah, save it for the episode. Save it for when the episode comes out. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, mine is a movie about jingo- jingoism, nationalism, and, and throwing young kids into the meat grinder. It's an anti-war movie, but it's more satirical than this one. 
It's uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, nice. It is a is one of the is one of the great satires, anti-war satires ever made. Absolutely. Dude, I, I've heard, especially uh, kind of recently. It's had a big resurgence. So many people yeah. talk about how fucking great that movie it's is. Great. Yeah. I, again, I've never seen it. But dude, like, it, dude, yeah, like I think Joe was right. There's a like, huge like groundswell for that movie. Because people now. are appreciating it. Fine for what? Yeah, it is. yeah, no, yes. for yeah. sure. I saw that in theaters, and I'm starting to think I I never understood it because I hated it. And it got yeah. And yeah. Ev- but everyone I was with loved it, and I Newsday it. gave it three and a half stars. So I I left the theater. My friends it's, are raving about it. It is I was a, like, what's wrong with me? It is a brilliant satire of like Nazi propaganda. Mm. It's so smart. It's, it's Great, Chris, cool. check it out. Yeah, I, I I saw it on VHS when I was okay. Artie's age, so and could could take it or leave it. I was mostly in for the for watch the, it for as the an adult. Naked now scenes. That, like, that's gonna, a de- Denise Richards your... shows. Uh... She does not. Well, no, she, she does, but not. someone else does. Yeah, uh, the girl yeah. plays dead. She's really cute yeah. too. I forget her real name. Yeah, cool. And who's the Joe? the lead? Casper Casper Van Dien. Uh, I went with Tropic Thunder. I needed <laughs> to have a little fun after this. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, that's, that's probably good. that's probably good. That's fair. We didn't even mention 1917 in this entire uh, podcast. Now the trolley shots I was going to bring up. Yeah, uh, he that's a big thing. But uh, yeah, I forgot uh, about it. Yeah, wait, this, this and the new, new one so much so much more visceral than because well 1917 doesn't really show you any of the battles. It's more like life in the trenches and yeah, it's just one yeah. person's it's story instead, instead of the whole running ride. through yeah. battles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So mine, as I alluded to before, uh, I. While I was living in this world of World War One, I, I, I also introduced myself to a separate world, and um, just got to be completely frank, addicted to it. And uh, that's that's the world of John Wick. Oh yeah. And that's going to be my palate cleanser for you for this one because it was mine too. It's a no shortage of bullets in uh, in John Wick. There might there might be more bullets in John Wick than there were in, in <laughs> both the night, both the uh, All Quiet in the Western Front movies combined. You know what? I I started uh, I started the newer All Quiet in the Western Front after watching the you know the first John Wick and the part of the second one and. I got about an hour in. I'm like, you know, I'm going to pause this. I, I need some more John Wick here. I, this is yeah. this is too this is too dour for me. I got to. Uh, I need to see what's going on here in in in, in Wick Two World, and sure. and then plowed through to three. And um, yeah, just I don't know why it's taken me this long to watch these movies. Um, I don't know. They've kind of just always been in the back burner. Never seen them. They're uh, so yeah. Good. Action's always kind of a genre that I'm not. It's not mm. my favorite. But now we have to get into these here with this draft coming up. But um, yeah, dude, it rocks. The first the first one's definitely great. I feel like with every sequel, it, I, I get less and less out of it. With like the more world building they do, the less I'm into it. Uh, I I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I dug the third one though a lot. I love I, well, the, the third one. Third, yeah. Third, I go one, three, two. The but third, I like them all. The the opening, like the first fifteen minutes of number three, is bananas. Yeah. Like, just all like all the fighting, the fighting, the fight in the library. Like yeah, it's John it's, Wick on a horse. That's so taking good. Out, taking out motorcycles. Keanu just crushes the character. Oh, I too. love him. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. So, all right. It's not a who should have won podcast, but we do like to talk about the other nominees that were up that year. And this is only a five nominee year. Don't worry, Chris. They they go to ten soon after. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, not one of these. But so there are four movies here. I have to think this was a massive landslide this year because I've never heard of any of these four movies here. We'll start with the Big House. The Big House eight. Convict falls in love with his new cellmate's sister, only to become embroiled in a planned breakout, which is certain to have lethal consequences. Directed by George W. Hill, 
It stars Chester Morris, Wallace Beery, and Louis Stone. Wallace Beery we saw in the Grand Hotel. He was the uh, the, the Russian bad guy there. Um, the German bad guy. Yeah, the German bad guy, right? There you go. Uh, the Big House. Chris, you've, uh, you're going to... As soon as we stop recording, you're gonna go watch the big house. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in. Yeah. It actually, sounds like a pretty cool premise. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad premise. Yeah. yeah. I think it won a couple awards that year. Winner of two Oscars. Yeah. Right. It won writing and it won sound. Next, we have the Love Parade, the Queen of Mythical Slovenia. Is Slovenia not real? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, the Queen of Mythical Slovenia marries a courtier who finds his new life unsatisfying. That one does not, that premise does not sound as good. I don't want to watch that. No. Ernest Lubish, this one was nominated for six, but did not win one. That brings us to The Divorcee. Ooh. When a woman discovers that her husband has been unfaithful to her, she decides to respond to his infidelities in kind. Directed by Robert Z. Leonard. Stars Norma Shearer, Robert Montgomery, and Chester Morris. Pre-code, that could be fun. Yeah, big year for Chester Morris. Yeah. Uh, Pre-coded could be fun. Could be fun. One one solo Oscar, and that was Best Actress in a Leading Role, Norma Shearer, the divorcee. And finally, Disraeli, Prime Minister of Great Britain, Benjamin Disraeli, outwits the Sutterfurge of the Russians and chicanery at home in order to secure the purchase of the Suez Canal. Oh boy, we got a historical uh, biopic. <laughs> this, in uh, in 1929, 1930. Great. It's a 6-1 on IMDb. It won one Oscar. I'm guessing probably maybe actor, right? It won Best Actor, George Arliss. There you go. So those are the nominees. That is 1930. We did it, guys. We plunged Woo! back to the past. And uh, I'm looking forward to going back to the future. Yes. Uh, so, Chris. Yo. This is a thumbs up, uh, a thumbs up old school thumbs movie. For you. It's a rarity. It's one, one rare one. Don't get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> I should give you a black and white one, and you, you're cursing my name. That's it. But yes, good to have you on, Chris. You'll uh, we'll definitely hear you again on the uh, Return to Rain Man. That should be an exciting awesome. project. Excited, for us. Yeah. yeah. Artie, good having you here today. Thanks for having me. Yes, we'll have you back again soon. To yeah. don't know when, but yeah, sure you will. <laughs> Grant. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, BPC. That's right. We are three. We're heading into our fourth year. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what uh, what 2023 has in store for all Lots of, of drafts, us. lots of arguments, lots of rankings, lots of uh, all sorts of stuff. Lots of fun. Luck- <laughs> luckily, these will be short rankings this year. Yes. It'll yes. only be 15. That's right. Yeah, so. we're, 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 we're dialing back a bit. Yeah. But Joey, we'll hear you in the next episode for the return to the cuckoo's nest. Um, how you how how you doing, pal? How was this 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 visit to the trenches? How did how did it serve you? I know I know the that you're really digging into the trauma here, but this is uh, yeah. And I mean, I I did this right after the full David Lynch filmography. Good so God. You, so know. you need a psychological evaluation right now. Yeah, that's why I said the next podcast is Joey's <laughs> mental health. <laughs> so you know, looking for lighter things. Yeah, <laughs> for a little right. bit, but yeah. Really enjoyed this. Really loved the new one. So very happy to go all in on the world. For 1001 by 1, you'll be recording Who Framed Roger Rabbit soon, yes, right? Thanks. So that, That's be, our next record. Oh, much later. Yeah, yeah much later. Well, we thank you, everyone, for listening. We thank all the guests that have been on the podcast who chimed in today. We uh, appreciate every one of you. I'm pumped for the next year of this thing and where it's going to take us. We got some of my favorite movies coming up to cover. I know we covered some of my favorite movies in the last year. Cannot wait to do Unforgiven. Cannot wait to do Parasite. 
Cannot wait to rank these season four movies. That's coming up too. We'll, we'll have the five of us back for that. Going to be a blast. Please rate, review, follow us on all of our social medias at Best Picture Cast. We uh, can't wait to hear you. And until the next time, back to the front. Now he's gonna pour. Yeah, just jam your finger in it. Kieran, just jam your finger in it. Not when it's overflowing like a volcano. It's like a little foam. Are you gonna drink any of that beer or just pour it all over Christmas? All right, all right. Treating that like a prom date. Incredible. This is all saying, right?